This episode of New Old Friends is brought to you by Mission Bar. Mission Bar, located at 302 North Main Street in Santa Ana, California. Mission Bar, the official sponsor of the New Old Friends podcast. For an authentic Santa Ana taco, check out Tacos El Gringo. Stealing your abuelita's recipe since fucking forever. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and check them out on Instagram for their daily specials and locations. everybody welcome back hope everyone's having a good week so far yeah yeah dude joe so how are you dealing with these stupid fires bro <sighs> it's fucked up yeah dude it's sad man like jeez dude can't catch a break yeah you said you 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 were up north did you see any any fires up there um i didn't see i didn't like run into any fires but like Dude, the weather was insane, man. Like it looked it looked just as bad as here. I mean, um, you know, fucking Armageddon. They're mm-hmm. man, California's burning, dude. So sad. So shout out to all our first responders and you know, firefighters. Um, if there's any that are listening, you guys are you guys are the true heroes, man. It's pretty nuts, dude. Like I can't stand the heat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I could never be a firefighter. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> you would just show up for like the calendar yeah that's it dude march that's it i'm out <laughs> you're like well i'm here i served i'm out <laughs> yeah so what did you what did you think of this episode with a uh, babo dude uh, you know it's a long time coming um you know babo is exactly what we thought he was gonna be awesome beautiful beautiful, beautiful man beautiful soul beautiful voice yeah yeah it's um yeah it was cool man like such a good times like every time we hang out it's like he's always like super funny and um charismatic charismatic yeah and just uh but it just sucks because like we never get to actually sit down and talk it's always like it's like we're shooting something or it's kind of like passing by saying what's up you know yeah you know we live uh so far from each other so you know everyone's busy too Mm -hmm. very true very true yeah so even like today, we had a this podcast was filmed on Zoom. Yeah, so we recorded it through Zoom, um, like we did um, a couple uh, episodes ago with uh, Austin. Um, but yeah, it was definitely kind of weird. I mean, uh, we had some technical difficulties, so apologize to um, everybody for the audio quality. About forty something minutes in. Um, uh, so we had to switch over to the Zoom. Good thing we were, it's a good thing I recorded the Zoom meeting because I was able to just use the audio from the Zoom meeting. So, I mean, like, um, besides that, it just, it, it's good. It, yeah. it, I, I'm happy we're able to recover it because, like, um, we had some really good stuff. 
Yeah, redoing that would suck because then it wouldn't be natural. Like, yeah, dude, it's just so. I mean, if it hurts your ears, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least we get some good content, you know. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, dude, it was it was a, it was a good time, man. It was definitely weird. Um, started it off solo, and then you came in, so that was that was definitely <laughs> strange. <laughs> um, but we made it work, man. Yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, Babo is a conversationalist. Yeah, he's a team player too. You yeah. know. Yeah, he's cool, man. But um, yeah, yeah, better late than never, dude. I showed up late to this podcast, so uh, I I, I eventually get here. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been uh it's been a crazy week, and uh, everyone, thank you so much for uh, tuning in with us. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode with uh the homie Jerry Zayden and um, Joe. We're so tired. We don't know what else to say. Yeah, we're just gonna play Bobo. Bobo, take us away, dude. Take us away, baby. Get us in the get us in the feels. Get us in the vibes, you know? <laughs> you know the fucking vibes. <laughs> oh dude, judge, 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 judge. Spray. Anything I do, it seems I just can't get through All these bad moods Sands on my shoes All the tidal waves can't shake my mind Of these thoughts Am I on the rocks? And I cannot feel what I'm supposed to This change is not real just on my own too much shit's on my head I really cannot get enough When I call you, you really don't give a fuck I'm just alone, stuck in my head here I'm sitting at home, washing the old tubes And my head are sucking out all of my brain Maybe you'll get it if you felt my pain I hope I'm not a problem Always come and kill the vibe with those things. I just feel like maybe you can solve them. Can you solve them? I just I Damn, dude. Do a couple Got shots. Got G Fuel, bro. bro. Got that G Fuel. Oh, my go. God. Dude, I ain't going <laughs> to sleep like shit tonight. Bro. God. <laughs> You're going to get like 30 minutes of sleep? That's <laughs> every night, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm supposed to have a mattress coming today, and I never Wait, did. wait, 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 wait. You don't have a bed? No, I ha- okay, I have a bed. Oh, okay. I got, it. I got it when I was really little. Uh, I had uh, shitty choices in beds because I was like, I don't know. They're like hand-me-down beds or what? No, it was like they went to like IKEA, and I, uh, I remember I hated IKEA, and I still hate oh, yeah. IKEA because it's kind of like a big maze. Dude, but uh, yeah, 
my mom was like, I remember she was kind of strict with my dad. She was like, hey, let him like let him choose whatever mattress he wants. Like, don't worry about the price. Like, let him just choose it. So yeah. I pretty much I remember I was really little. And uh-huh. I went and I just kind of like flopped myself on a bed and I was like, this is it. Like, <laughs> like immediately I was like, this is it. It was like the first bed. He's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then my dad was like, Are you sure? Like, you don't want to look at the other ones? And I was like, this is it, man. Like, this like, is the best it. bed here. You can't get any better, dude. You can't. You can't. Like, <laughs> I walked out of the room, and now, like, years later, it's, like, the shittiest thing. Because <laughs> it's it's so firm, and I'm not even, like, I'm not a back sleeper, so it, it hurts uh, super bad. I got the shittiest pillows, bro. They're oh, no. To be, like, I don't like ones that you have to fluff up, like, over and over again. Yeah, I don't want to work out before I go to sleep. Exactly, like. dude. Exactly. I don't want to work out at all, bro. At all. God, if I'm in bed, I'm in bed. Fuck yeah, off. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, God. Um, so, like, recently, last weekend, there was a ton of, like, sales. My dad was like, let's go get some uh, mattresses. So, like, Hell yeah. Isaac, my brother, got a mattress. And then I got the, uh, you know, the purple mattress? Mm, the one at the yeah. special grid? I use a seat mm-hmm. cushion from them. It's really amazing. Mm. And I was like, I, I went and tried out the mattress at like mattress firm and I dug it a lot. Mm. So I ordered one of those and it was supposed to show up today, which just never did. And then I got like mm. a pillow too. So I could finally like sleep more than seven, five, seven to six hours. Like I want like at least Damn. an eight, bro. I just want eight. That's not bad. A solid like, eight. I just want an eight, bro. <laughs> I just want an eight. <laughs> Maybe over. I don't care. You know what I mean? Fuck it. God. Yeah, but like from like what time to what time though? You know? I get, Is it yeah. like eight, like 12 That's true. I, get, I go to like... bed. I go to bed like pretty damn late every night. I, get, I go to bed around like anywhere from one, oh my three, God. depending. Okay. So here's how it goes. I stay up. Uh-huh. And like if I if I come home from work, I like to like chill, play games with my friends most of my night. Yeah, and we'll stay up pretty late. We'll usually like get off around twelve, and then I'll go to bed around then, chill out in my room, and then I just end up on my phone till like one, and then like I'll try to fall asleep around two. Like two is like a okay, Robert, get yourself together. You know you got to figure shit out. So yeah. then around two, I start to like uh, finally like try to go to sleep but then usually just ends up really shitty and i just toss and turn so then i end up falling like three to four and then i wake up if i'm off the next day i like to sleep until like 11 latest and then i know it's kind of pushing it but like <laughs> why not yeah you know i mean like i'm fine like i'll still do my shit i need to do yeah yeah just i don't know it's kind of a shitty schedule but i enjoy mm. it <laughs> i i feel like it's I feel like it depends on each person too. Like I'm more of a nighttime person than I am a morning person. Yeah. So whenever I do get up early, yeah, I always like I'm like, wow, it's so beautiful outside. It feels nice to have hours within my day, Mm -hmm. and not to be like, wow, it's five o'clock already. Like I just showered or something. I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And I just had breakfast. Yeah, exactly. Thirty p.m. Yeah. I've had friends that like they'll wake up at like. Like 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. and they'll get uh-huh. on and we'll start playing games and then it'll be like 2, 3 and he'll be like, all right, I'm going to go get breakfast. And we're like, dude, you just <laughs> didn't shit. Yeah, like like crazy shit. Or like, you're just out eating. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how people do it, bro. I don't know, man. It's, I mean, I used to be like that too when I was younger. Like I would, dude, I would stay up to like 2, 3, you know, and like, I don't know. It's just, 
I think just, you know, working the nine to five every day, like it just gets to you, man. Exactly. You want to, you want to go to sleep like early, you know? Yeah. But like, I definitely, when I was like a teenager, even like right before college, yeah, dude, I would fucking, I would, yeah. put, I would like bust all nighters and then like, I would be fine off of like four hours of sleep. Yeah. Now if, now if I don't get eight, I'm like my body shutting down. Like, <laughs> you know, I you can't move like, my legs. And shit, yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> I get, I get like, uh, like migraines, like really mm. bad migraines if I don't sleep mm. enough. I at least have to get like six hours. I think is like a minimum that I yeah. could survive on. Right. Yeah. Eight is like I'll have a good day, mm-hmm. but um, anything less than six, I start to feel sick. I get really nauseous, mm-hmm. really bad migraines. And my migraines are the type that like like uh like pregnant women have where it makes them start like throwing up and shit. I start oh, to see like squiggly oh. things and my vision kind of goes blurry. Mm-hmm. And then like it doesn't like just pure nausea and head throbbing for hours, dude. I remember actually so one of my first shows I ever played mm-hmm. um it was at the House of Blue San Diego. It was like mm. I was about, I think I was 15 years old. Okay. Okay. Already off well, the bat. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. We had played yeah. four shows. It was me and my band at the time called Rude. And um, we had played the Del Mar Fair. We played two dates at the Del Mar Fair on this little like side stage. It was kind of like just our friends and family and stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? It was just like for fun. But at yeah. the time we thought that was really big because we had never like gotten a show. Um, my drummer, Owen, mm. he's been my best friend since like kindergarten. So uh, he's been playing drums ever, like before I even got into music. So we had like, we'd always jam together and stuff. And we'd always dream about getting shows like since the age of like 14 so yeah, year prior, and then like eventually, <laughs> when we finally got something, we were super stoked on it. So we thought these shows were big, and then mm-hmm. we did I think like a car show after that or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we know the guys from uh, Pod, and they they were really liking our stuff. And um, one of them was like, "Hey, we got you on the bill for this show. We're gonna have you open for all of us." And it was Pod, oh, Alien Ant Farm, and uh. Sin Dog from Cypress Hill. He had a metal band called Power Flow. Mm. It, was, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So we practiced for like this is eventually we had to form like a full band to make like to play the show. Yeah, and we're practicing for months. We had this really good set, like just all ready to go. We would have sleepovers for practices, so we could practice really late and then wake up mm-hmm. practice in the morning, and we just do it as much as we can. Where were you um, practicing? We had so. We own like a a separate house next to ours that we had bought out, and it's kind of just like it was like a guest house, and we built mm-hmm. like a little studio in there, and then eventually it became like a rehearsal room. Um, so we'd practice in there, and we'd sleep at the house, and it was it was really really fun. Dude, and we had got we'd worked so fucking hard, and then the morning of the show, we wake up, we play a part of a set go eat breakfast and we are eating cheese bagels that my mom made but she stuffed them with tater tots cream cheese and uh eggs so it sounds really amazing right it's like wow that sounds delicious so i'm eating it i'm enjoying it i'm excited i have my first big show i'm (laughs) like apparently we had been told it was sold out and it was 
So we're like our fourth show. Fuck, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. Like our fourth show is the House of Blues main stage. Because we've been given such a like a like a blessed opportunity. Yeah, man. It's huge. I'm eating it. And uh, in the corner of my left eye, I see a little squiggle. Right? And that's how it always starts. And I'd gotten them before. And as soon as I saw there was like a little squiggle kind of disorienting just one part of my eye, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) So I got I stopped eating. Mm. I went and I drank a ton of water. I just started grabbing water bottles. And I was like, guys, like before, because when that squiggle is in your head, your your head isn't hurting yet. It's just in your vision. Right. So I know it's going to come. Like I'm going to start throwing up soon. It's going to be a rough day. So I go, guys, I'm not going to be able to practice probably. I'm going to start throwing up pretty soon. Um, let's go practice while we can. I'm going to start drinking a ton of water. So yeah. drinking a ton of water is cool. But what it does is it, if you drink a ton, it flushes out your electrolytes, which are what really keep you hydrated. So I was kind of fucking myself over by drinking so much more. I just kind of made it worse. So uh, <laughs> we go back to the house and we go back to the rehearsal room and we start playing through our set. And I think we were in the middle of the first song. And I felt like, you know, I was about to fucking throw up. So, so I just, I throw, I take off my guitar, I put it on my amp, I run to the bathroom and I throw up like a whole bagel. Like it it looked like it hadn't even been chewed, like chewed, (laughs) uh, like I didn't chew it at all. Uh, and I (laughs) chewed and like, (laughs) um, it just, it was like the whole bagel pretty much. And I was like, oh, I feel horrible. And Owen, my drummer, he comes in and he goes, what happened? I go, dude, I just threw up a whole bagel. You want to see it? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and all of them kind of go in. They take turns no. looking at it because it was so gross. And then I was like, all right, guys. I'm like, I need to go like sleep. I need to go rest. Um, we didn't have check-in till I think, or load-in till about five o'clock. So we had, we had time. It was still early in the morning. So they had started, like, just kept practicing their parts and doing the instrumentals. Um, I went and slept for a while. I woke up still feeling, like, slight head pain. And I was really worried because I was like, am I going to cancel this? And I, yeah. like, um, kind of, like, set in on me, like, I can't cancel this shit. Yeah. This did, the, did, like, the other band members know, like, the other bands, did they know? Or you kind of kept it, like, under? Oh, practice? no, they knew. Oh, like okay. Like, they knew that this could have been like just itself, like me throwing up and them figuring out like they have to practice on their own. It worried all of us at the time. Yeah. Cause we, what about the other bands though? Huh? They know too. The other bands, they, they, were no. they like there? No. Okay. They didn't find out. So I think I got there. My, my dad might've let, uh, one of the guys in POD know just as mm-hmm. a heads up, but yeah, I don't, I don't think they knew actually. Um, but I, I slept it off. I woke up. I loaded my stuff with like a little bit of a headache going and a little bit of nausea still. And um, we get, to, we eventually just power through. We get to the venue. They're really cool. They have like a whole crew that just takes all their stuff and puts it in the back for us, which is extremely nice because usually yeah, it's like, oh, let's all carry our shit. It's it's a lot of work. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I love the House of Blues. Um, and then... I just went in the back and they had a really nice dressing room and I just kind of hung out on the couch and rested. Um, 
I, I, I was texting some people and all of them were saying like the same thing. Like as soon as you get on the stage, you're going to forget about it. Like you're going to feel 100% better. Yeah. Um, and me being like, like barely going into performing, like barely knowing, like at the time I remember I really struggled with singing still. And the band was really tight though. We were all really tight on instrumentals because before I started singing, I was uh, mainly a guitar player. So it all sounded good. It was just like, I was worried about my vocals because I was still not that confident about them. Yeah. Were you I taking like lessons at the time or no? Just uh, no, kinda... I pretty much, <laughs> I pretty much screamed like songs <laughs> that I really liked until it sounded good. And that's yeah. what I always tell people. It's like, I completely believe in like learning how to sing because I, I've audio that I've like shown people that I've always wanted to sing. Like, dude, this is what I sounded like. And it sounds like, like a goat. Like I do this yeah. thing with my voice where instead of like, I, I think it was vibrato. I was really dumb. I was young. And uh, it was like a uh, 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 like at the very end of each little thing. It was fucking weird, um, <laughs> but I I was still really like nervous about it. So I wasn't like a confident performer. I didn't think I could power through it. Um, and then eventually we went on. We saw like a crowd we never have before. Like it was big and it was people we didn't know, which to us was crazy. Yeah. And. We went, started playing all the songs. People loved it. It was super fun. I completely forgot I was sick the whole day. I was really happy. I had, like powered through all of it, and I I left after the show. Oh, after the show, actually, um, I go out. I'm super ecstatic about everything, and they have this whole area of like snacks and stuff, and they had cookies. So I grabbed a cookie before I went out to the like the the crowd area and the venue mm -hmm. and they were really like dry and they crumbled in my hands and the chocolate was all melted. So like my hand, as I'm like opening the door and this happens <laughs> and like a ton of people are like flooding like the door to come like say hi to us and stuff. Uh. And I had a ton of chocolate all over <laughs> my hands and the lady who comes up to me grabs my hand, like start, tries shaking it and I have a ton of chocolate and I go, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I tried to explain her like, I just grabbed a cookie and it fell yeah. apart and I, I fucked up. And she goes, it was the most perfect situation because if it was anyone else, they probably would have been like, oh, okay. But she was like, no, I get it. I'm a baker. And I was like, oh, cool. What a situation. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. No, I get it. Like, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you, you get it. Um, okay. So then uh, I remember the rest of that was just like, I got to meet a lot of cool people that were just supportive. Like, oh, you guys were so good. Like, what's your band called? And blah, blah, blah. Because this was like, we didn't have a name in the scene yet at the time. Mm -hmm, it was yeah. just, that was our first real venue show. So, it ever since then, ever since I get, like, every time I get a migraine, I kind of think back to that. I'm like, dude, you can fucking handle this. Because it sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I've done, I've done crazy things while sick. And I think... Even like, I'm so glad that happened to me early on too, because after that, I had to play like a lot of shows in the winter where I get really sick, like mm -hmm. super congested. My voice is completely gone and mm -hmm. I'd power through them every time because I knew like my vocal performance might not be the best, but yeah. if I give it my all, like it's still going to be a good show. People are still going to have fun. Um, yeah, totally. I had to go through so many winters like that. So many shows like that. It was 
it was really tough, but it yeah. kind of gave me that confidence and power as a performer to realize like anything works. Like show goes on and it will all work itself out and it's always worth it at the end of the night when you see somebody smiling in the crowd or a little yeah, mosh totally. pit or mm. you know what I mean? Or somebody DMing like, oh, that show was amazing. I had so much fun. Just the fact that you're a memory in somebody's head makes it all worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Totally. So that's that's the shit. <laughs> so like um how many songs did you guys pl- like how long did you guys play that, f- that at the house of blues like was it like 20 minutes like it was like 25 i think and it was all originals yeah it was all originals i'm pretty sure um yeah it was actually because i remember it was like one of my first times performing originals actually um because before that we'd always do a lot of covers and shit we do Jimi hendrix weezer uh black keys hell yeah like it and then like we did some from an indie band called public access tv amazing band they're not together anymore but like their shit was so fire it was like (laughs) 80s disco meets a little bit of grunge meets a little bit of pop it's fucking rad but we do a lot of covers and shit um Mm -hmm. so it was all originals 25 minutes which was a blessing and that really got me prepared for every show after that, every actual venue show and every, like, it got me prepared, especially to be, like, on stage, like, to not be afraid of, like, to not get stage fright and to be able to work with people and, you know, just feel confident, so. Yeah, yeah dude, that's so big, like, dude, it takes other bands years, sometimes decades. I know. Before they get that kind of, like, state, like, just that that many people in the crowd and, like, that yeah. many people. So it's, dude, to get that, like, off the bat is... It really is a blessing because yeah, like it's it like really, a thing. Really like like dude, it it already puts you so far ahead of the competition as far as experience and yeah. what to expect and how to like handle yourself and like just that just that pressure aspect is so exactly. big, man. Cuz yeah. other people like cuz I was even going to ask like, "Oh, like you feeling sick? Like could that have been because of, like the nerves, but obviously it's because like the the migraine, I, and the food and stuff, you know?" I thought about that. I was like, "Am I yeah. nervous? Is it like yeah. Cause there has been like high stress, like the whole, it was when I have like one show, let's say I set it up two months prior, three months prior. That's all I am thinking about. Right. Mm -hmm. That is like my top priority. The top thing in my head, the thing I'm telling everybody, Oh, I have a show here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I have practices like every weekend. It's my top priority. So it could have been like just a ton of stress compiled on to everything in my head. Um, but I think, I think it was like, I, I honestly don't know. I th- it probably was stress. I think mm-hmm. I I kind of just fucked myself over. But um, yeah, I got through it, and it, like, kind of it made me a better performer. I think, and it got me ready for a lot more than I was expected. And yeah. a- along with that is like, Owen and I. I remember when we were like really young. We didn't have any shows. We were just jamming together, just a guitar and drums. Um, we would always like look for little venues to play at or little bars or whatever mm. we could take. Yeah, little coffee and, shops and shit. Yeah, exactly. Like anything. Yeah. Even yeah. if it didn't like match our music, it was just like any we just want to show somebody what we could do. Mm. And um like I remember we were on the House of Blues website and I was looking for like a submit a demo, like something like that, which yeah. nowadays is like for me it's unheard of. Like when I want to play at a show. I just like 
look for a promoter. Like I know how to do it now, but back then I thought it was like, oh, I got to submit a demo. So I was looking for a submit <laughs> demo thing. And Owen goes, when do you think we'll play the House of Blues? And I'd be like, oh, that'll probably be when we're like in our 20s or something, Owen. <laughs> and then it happened when I was 15. That to me like just shows like how blessed I am to have that opportunity to have that dream come true so early. And then like after that show, we played House of Blues multiple times. We even headlined it at one point. Um, we had a lot of fun performing there many times. Uh, we got to do Soma SD, the Casbah. Damn. T- tons of little like cool venues that I never thought. Yeah, man. It was really, really fun. I got to like meet a lot of cool musicians along the way, a lot of cool people, um, and kind of get our name out more in the scene. But uh, things ended with that around like two years ago. And then that's when I started picking out my solo stuff. And mm. the only show I've played as a solo that's like a venue show so far is uh, I played the Queen Bees venue, which is mm. really rad. We played with these bands called uh, played Fashion Jackson mainly. They were the headliner. They're, they're my boys. They're the coolest fucking guys. They make amazing music. It's like a... I don't even know how to describe it because they're so versatile. They can do almost anything. Um, but they do anything from like hip-hop touches to cool-ass punk rock to really beautiful sounding like Frank Ocean style songs. Like really yeah. cool shit. Um, Buddha Trixie. Uh, Tommy Reagan, who's really rad. He's like a, he's like a younger performer. He's like a, I don't want to say a little kid because he's a badass, but he does like <laughs> rap and he plays guitar really fucking well. He does like really amazing jazz guitar, uh-huh. um, Super Mars. Um, yeah, it was it was really rad, but I I I was really stoked to like perform at more venues even this summer, um, but then everything got fucked over. Yeah, so. man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> and now you're here. Uh, yeah. So, so what happened to the uh, like, if you don't mind me asking, what happened to like the band? Like, why why did this like stop? It was kind of a. I it's it's we were kind of going through a rough time. I was starting to go through a lot of changes with my mental health, mm. and I take responsibility for you know I would act a certain way not because I was trying to, you know, like be grumpy but it was hard when you have a certain like filter on the world and the way you think yeah um at a certain time i was really i was struggling with uh major depression at the time i still am every day but it's something i've learned to live with and how to control and get better with nowadays um but at the time it was it was really bad i was i had to go to the hospital a few times i uh i think i started like pills around that time so i was going through a lot of changes that made my world feel completely different from what it did a few years prior you know before, a few years prior i was playing all these shows i'm in high school i'm having fun with my friends playing super smash bros going to the houses like you know it seemed like perfect and then everything kind of set in and i was in a weird area so i had some trouble with a few of my bandmates we were all kind of feeling like off like the vibes weren't the same pretty much mm-hmm. um and we played, we, we had finished recording a single, which is the one I had recently just put out, The Anthem of Average Student, which mm. sounds very different from a lot of things I put out. Mm. Reason being is because I, I recorded it with that band. That was supposed to be like our single. Oh, shit. Um, and that was two years ago we recorded it. It came out amazing. Like I was really stoked about it. And then 
after we had finished the recording, we had played a show at Soma San Diego. And in my opinion, it was our best show ever. It was super fun. I fucking love that venue. We had a cool little mosh pit. We had some really cool bands performing with us. Um, and then after the show, I, I was like, you know, I felt really happy. I was really stoked about it. And then afterwards, uh, one of my bandmates was like, hey, like, I want to talk to you guys. And, you know, we had this discussion pretty much about like how we felt about going forward and stuff. Or, if, mm. like, you know, some of them just wanted to take a break or something for a while. And I can, you know, I was upset at the time because I didn't get it. I was like, we have this stuff on the way. Like, I thought things were getting better. Like, tonight was like a glisten, like a, like hope for me. And I was really excited. And I felt like I was like, you know, music is what can help fix this. Yeah. And I was, sure, I yeah. was super stoked. And to have that on me, I was, you know, I was upset at the time. Nowadays, I kind of understand where everything, you know, why everything came to be and i'm happy everything came to be because we're all better people now and i'm so cool with those guys mm -hmm. i work with my drum i work with owen uh at my dad shop tribal lower left and you know i get to hang out with him all the time like we're still tight we've been tight since kindergarten um oh yeah but at the time I, I was i was really upset about everything and yeah from there it just kind of fell apart uh and yeah I, I stopped talking to people for a while. Main, like I didn't talk to my bandmates for a while um, after that. And I remember I just stopped doing music entirely. Because I like wow. from there, like, what do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It, yeah, it I mean, for a lot of artists, like music is their therapy. So for you to like stop doing it. Exactly. Man, that, that a, speaks a it's lot. It's a downhill ride. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Yeah. And for me, that really well was my, you know, my downhill ride. Um. And I remember just like, it felt pointless. Like I had to work so hard on something for years. And like, I thought, I, I really thought we had a chance, especially with the single we were ready to put out and that we just mm -hmm. had to cancel everything. Um, I thought we had a lot of good people behind us and that things could work themselves out. And it just felt like it was all down the drain. And I I didn't play guitar for a while. I didn't sing. I just like, I remember I didn't I don't even know what my hobbies were at the time. I think I just kind of like try to hang out with my friends. Um I started playing games here and there just by myself, which isn't very helpful when you don't have like support with you. Just mm -hmm. playing with my friends like helps a lot just to get, you know, just hearing voices and my people around me. Yeah, but sure. I I was very isolated at the time. And then one day um, my brother and I were going to Chick-fil-A and he was like, Hey, uh, you know, uh, Luke and Drew. And they were one of our friends producer at the time. Um, both of them, they're brothers. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, maybe you should meet with them because they have a studio at their house. It's everything you need. Um, and I think it'd be really good for you. I think you should get back into this and start doing something new. And I was hesitant at first because I was like, do I even want to keep doing this? Like, what am I going to do next? And I, I've always been bothered by this idea of like, you're getting older. Mm. Like, are, do you still want to do this? Because I see it as like a childish thing because that's what I started as when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. Let's go. So he set up a meeting with them later that week and we went over and... um. 
I, I show up in this sweater and some like new balances, like very, I should have dressed better. Probably. I should have dressed better for this. This is my favorite sweater though. I love a sweater. Um, and we go over and they're the talking. Tight sweater. Thank you. <laughs> and we're talking. They're kind of like just getting to know me mm. and like ha- having worked in other studios, I was like, well, like, you know, I'm worried about like costs and everything. Cause before we were paying with all the, like the merch money and stuff, we were paying for a studio. They're yeah. like, no, like, don't worry about it. Like you're our friend and we want to just make music with you. And I was like, okay, uh, cool. That is so big, dude. like was amazing for me. Cause that's like, yeah, man. knowing these, these guys are going to like work with me just cause they want to work with me. And they're like, you know, they're in that way trying to have more of a, like a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. made me feel way more comfortable you know what i mean i didn't have to worry about like oh because certain engineers you always feel like i've worked with a lo- lot of cool engineers not saying anything my engineers say that like, you guys are cool as fuck <laughs> but like certain ones not yeah. anybody i've worked with yeah. stories fuck- i've heard yeah. you guys are fucking cool yeah okay davy okay god <laughs> You know, they're they're out there to kind of get your money. They're trying to slow you down for more hours or, you know, some people are like that. Not all of them. Yeah. But some of them. Um, so it's cool to just know, like, these guys are just here to help me make really cool music. And um, Luke, uh, he goes, hey, I actually have this beat if you want to listen to it and maybe write something over it. Mm. And me not wanting to turn that down and wanting to, like, impress, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So he hands me this like Bluetooth microphone that he had and he goes like, okay, uh, pretty much just like write whatever you want, like just sing and we're just going to play the beat. And they started playing the entire instrumental to my song, I Hope. And um, I had written it all on the spot there. It was really cool because it was the first song I had written in forever and it was so easy to write. Because all I did was just take everything that I've been thinking about and everything that I've been going through for a few months, and I just put it down on that song, Uh and hoping was all I could do at that moment. Because at that time, everything had felt like. What's up, baby? There he is. He's in the building. He made it. I made it. What's up? Now I'm good, man. I know. I started off uh, telling him, like, yeah, so Mike's at work. He's going to be uh, showing up any minute. Oh, my gosh. He was the guy with the big, long, beautiful hair. <laughs> yeah, I am. What's up? Hell yeah. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Put oh, on your man. headphones, bro. Chilling. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> Mike, check one, two. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome, man. How you How you doing? What, what, uh, what did I miss out on? Oh, man. Oof. We're talking so much shit about you, dude. dude yeah, it, dude. I was actually like, fuck that guy, bro. I hope he never comes back. <laughs> I hate the way that fool blinks. He's stuck in his job. I hope he gets fucking promoted so he's there more. <laughs> it, it, it almost worked, dude, but I made it out alive. <laughs> dude, so what's up with your beautiful hair? Uh, Nothing. I just use the shampoo my mommy buys. 
Isn't that the best? Dude, like when I lived there uh, with my mom, like I loved it because they had like the best shampoos, you know? Like my sister Hell and my yeah, mom. Dude. <laughs> now you're buying like the dollar store shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hair falling out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> dude, what a sweet setup. Is that like a racing seat you got back this, there? The setup? Yeah, bro. Y- yeah, this is like my uh, my gaming shit. Here, I'll back up a little bit. Oh, oh. Got my PC, my monitor, keyboard, mouse and mouse pad. And then I got like all my other shit on this side. I got like, oh, got my G Fuel, got some Pikachu. pictures. I got a, a Weezer, like Funko. Little yeah. Uh-huh. What you call me? <laughs> <laughs> I got like Pikachu in a cookies bag. Dude. This is the vibe room. This is my like, yeah. my safe place. <laughs> yeah. So so you guys uh, know what's going on. We're uh, we're on camera. What do you call the Zoom? It's a Zoom. Yeah. Zoom yeah. meeting. Yeah. So we we're we're able to get a good view of uh, yeah. Bobo's room. Is that a hot lava lamp? Oh my oh god! My <laughs> god. <laughs> I wish, bro. That's the goal. I gotta buy one. I could totally just order one like I tonight do. or something. I dude, you're forget. fucking up, dude. You're fucking up, dude. I know. <laughs> I know. Fuck. Just dim the lights. A little lava lamp, dude. Dude. Woo-wee. You know what I don't get. Huh. Like I was, I was talking to my coworkers about this, but when all this shit happened, and I first heard about Zoom, I was like, "Why the fuck are people using Zoom right now when Skype has been around for years and <laughs> does literally the same shit? What is this, bro? Who was like Zoom is what we're gonna use? I've never even heard of Zoom until this happened. No, I don't like, know, dude. Respect to Skype, bro. Like." Where's their credit right now? Yeah, dude, who, they got fucked so hard. On this I know, thing, right? This could have been bank for them. They could be like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Yeah, but then Zoom shows up. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I nowhere. don't know how. It was a cool stepdad showed up. You know, it's just honestly, dude. Cool stepdad, bro. It was just cooler of teachers and shit, and people were like, yeah. "I like it more." Yeah. Who's endorsing yeah. the whole Zoom thing? You know, I don't know, man. That's no, what I want to know. A really big deal with somebody. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yo, Bobo. So, uh, yeah, guys, what did I miss? What did I miss out on? Have we talked about your siblings yet? Like, how many siblings you have? Not uh, yet, dude. I'm not. I was. I was just talking about uh, my transition from like a band to a solo artist. Yeah. How I got kind of like into making different types of music that I had never made before. Um, that entire story. But basically, what I was I was saying? I'm just gonna make it short. But uh, band broke up. Didn't play music for a few months. My brother introduced me to my current two producers. And um, I'm telling them like, how we met and stuff and how I wanted to impress them. So I wrote the song on the spot. Yeah. And uh, what I was going to say. Damn, you sound, like B-rab- you sound like B-Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> a song on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, go ahead. hey, hey. So <laughs> my palm yeah. is sweaty. <laughs> no really uh, they are they are sweaty dude <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm sorry but uh they gave me a beat pretty much and i started writing over it and i i had a ton of i hadn't written a song in that time in a while and i was going through a lot of things it's been a few months so i put mm. pretty much everything i had into that one song for me that's probably my favorite song in the album i think it sounds really rad and I think it just like has a good portion of like an introduction for who I am mm-hmm. um, and what I feel. So what, I, what? I really fucking love it. It's my song, I Hope. I Hope. Um, okay. So yeah, 
I from there, I think we mixed a little bit of the song that night, and I brought it home, and I just listened to it over and over and over again because I, it was amazing to have created something like that, or just created a song after months of just like you know not doing anything, just kind of self-loathing and not knowing what to do next, and this was my my spark. It felt like my heart had. Kind yeah, of like, like jump started your like passion for yeah exactly you know. it was like I don't you know I have I found something I I hit like I I had struck gold and from there I was like yeah you know what I'll be here every week because I had started an independent school program so I was doing all my homework mm-hmm. in school turning in a packet at the end of the week that was it mm-hmm. and um I would go in like every other day pretty much we record tons of stuff I bring new ideas there are a good amount of songs that ended up just kind of being thrown away, but um, oh, excuse me, the good ones ended up showing up on the album. I was able to kind of play around with a lot of new styles I hadn't been able to before in the band, because in the band I kind of wanted to go for like a like a alt rock slash like pop rock kind of thing, um, little kind of heavy in certain areas, kind of more poppy in others, um. And it was just four instruments and vocals. I wasn't able to really ex- like extend on what I what else I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was really a ton of like experimentation for me. Uh, they were and they are mainly like hip hop producers, so they're used to a lot of the newer kind of sounds and tools and beats and having like someone that knows how to work with all that kind of combine my style of writing with that style of music blew my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, like I I haven't heard myself sound like this ever. And I I love it. It was really cool. Cause it was something I'd never done and was new and I was excited. And you know, I at the same time though, I wanted to keep different elements on this first record that still showed like other types of music besides like if I wanted to write like pop or you know what I mean. Um, so I put in like little rock aspects like you can hear in my song Aphrodite. It's very like punk rockish, um, or in feel anymore where it's more raw and it's more of a steady beat. And I kind of want to just kind of put every style I could on this album. That way, whatever comes next, it wouldn't be as different as the first one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a way where it still feels tangible to my sound. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's what we've been talking about. <laughs> Got you. Uh, so I have I have so many questions like on the way over here. Like so 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 you guys know I'm here super late and I'm sorry. But I was working a farmers market in Huntington Beach and uh, they made us go later than I thought. So dude, I was racing like on the freeway and like hauling ass. It felt good, you know. So I ran all the red lights, dude, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, dude, because uh, I was kind of trolling through your Instagram and uh, I saw that you met Carlos Santana. Like, what was that like, and how did that how did that happen? Oh shit! Yeah, dude. You know what? That's something. <laughs> I whenever I tell this story to people, I go, I forgot about that. I was. <laughs> Well, okay, that sounds kind of that sounds kind of bad. I Dude, know. How do you but, forget that? I know, but I know, but I okay. I was I was pretty young at the time. Right? You're pretty young now, bro. I, okay, I know, I know, but Matt, there's a difference between like 18 and fucking like 14, 15 years old. So we're talking like, Pikachu and was it Mew? 
Mewtwo. <laughs> I don't know. Is it Mew- what two is different Pokemon characters? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, yeah, who does? Who does? How dare you? No, who invited on, this guy? Right, hold on, hold on. Raichu. Yeah, Raichu. Raichu. Yeah. Yeah. So Pikachu evolves into Raichu. It's like Pikachu and Raichu, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I I know my shit. I know my shit, bro. I, I sort uh, of kind of know my shit. <laughs> What's in this drink? <laughs> I roofied. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm roofied. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Go shit. ahead. Okay, it's that type of podcast. I, I, oh, I yeah. thought you knew. Uh, <laughs> He's um, like, sorry, guys, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm uh, uh, But, uh, fuck. What was the question? I'm sorry. I just, oh, <laughs> oh, you forgot Carlos Santana. Like, oh, only shit. Yeah, look, I forgot guy, again. You know? All right, all right. So, my, my dad, Carlos Santana is one of my dad's like favorite musicians of all time, right? Of course. He's been a huge fan his whole life. Um, and when I first started music, my first experience was guitar. I was mainly a guitar player. I loved playing every type of rock music from nineties, alt rock to like classic rock to blues music. Mm -hmm. And at the time when I first started learning, my dad pushed me a lot to learn blues and me being like an ignorant, like 14 year old, I was like, blues is boring. You know what I mean? In my head, I'm thinking that like I want to play fucking shit that rips. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't understand <laughs> that. Shred. That's the shit that rips. Yeah. Yeah. So I started. I started like with like normal just Jimi Hendrix stuff, and then nice. from there I learned about Stevie Ray Vaughan, yeah. who in my opinion is the best to ever do it. Mm-hmm. At you know, it just it just I just think he fucking is. Um. And. Who else? Steve Ray Vaughn, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Muddy Waters. Carlos Santana. Very, you know, like a kind of all over the place. John Mayer. I do a lot of John Mayer stuff and Santana because yeah. my dad would be like, hey, you should learn like this Santana song, this Santana song. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> he took me along with him and my mom. And uh, we had began like a friendship with uh, Carlos Santana, singer. Uh, Andy Vargas mm-hmm. is really, really cool. He's, he's an amazing, he's super talented, he's super, super talented. And uh, I was with him and uh, Marcos from POD, he's the guitarist. I saw that, yeah. And they were like, hey, why don't, sorry, I'm just trying to remember all this because it was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, he's got to drop all these names. Really <laughs> <laughs> and we get there and my dad was like, he, he really like wanted me to meet Carlos. And which was another like blessing for me because this is like his favorite musician mm-hmm. for him to be sending me instead of going himself to meet Damn, this guy. You know, me that's too. it means a lot to me, and I'm super thankful for that. And uh, we walk down to the dressing room, Carlos is in there, and the first thing I notice, like, first Marcos goes to shake his hand, I'm behind him, I'm in line, and looking at him, and the first thing I notice is his earlobes are massive. I remember that that stuck in my head. <laughs> Damn, bro! Like those are, those are big earlobes. Yeah. Like I don't know, that's not something you see every day, and I've never seen his earlobes. It's some big fuckers. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then we go in, and like I, I had been around. I've been around a ton of like older like Mexican dudes, and usually what I get and what I'm used to is like, "Hey, Nino," you know what I mean. I'm used mm. to that. Hey, mijo, cómo estás? But I forgot this guy is hippie. And he goes, mm-hmm. "What's up, dude?" How are yeah, you doing? Yeah. Like all like, you know what I mean? And for me, it was weird. I was like, this is such a weird like disconnection. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's an honor. You know what I mean? And he goes, oh, 
I'm just a guy. He was really, really chill. And uh, he goes, like, first thing, I don't, he didn't know I played guitar, but he goes, you play guitar? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you know what? That's what's up. And he went on this whole thing about, like, um, <laughs> he was talking about how, like, the guitar is such a special instrument because mm-hmm. you can bless a whole crowd with it and you can bless a whole crowd with music. And he started talking about performing and what it means to him. Cause he, he said, you can bless a turkey on Thanksgiving, so why not bless a crowd when you're performing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a really cool talk. I don't remember much of it besides that. And then I do remember some other parts I'll get to right now. Um, Marcos came up and he was like, hey, I just want to say, like, thank you so much for inspiring me with, like, my career. And I remember I was at your concert and I was in the front row and you handed me a pick and you said, you got to carry the torch. And to me, that really, like, you know, that kept me going. And that is the reason I played today. And Carlos turned to me and he goes, now it's your turn. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Damn, yeah. dude. Uh, like, I like I go, oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he goes, no. Like, like I want to be opening for you one day. And I go, I don't, I don't know about all that, man. And yeah. I laugh and he goes, no, I said the same thing to BB King. Oh shit. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> is then, so tight. Yeah, I know. It was super cool. And then we just kept talking from there. He, he was a super, it was a super amazing experience. It was like out of body. Mm. And then um, I think it was his wife. She plays drums for him. Uh, I think she used to play drums for Lenny Kravitz too, but she was in there too. And she goes like, she was like cutting, like, I think it was Turkey. And she's like, you want some Turkey? And I was like, I'm good. I I just remember that. That's another thing I remember. (laughs) Earlobes and Turkey. (laughs) Yeah. Earlobes. And you want some Turkey? Yeah. I I also remember there was like a shit ton of amps in the room. And I think it was just for his like personal use or practice to play around Mm. different things. Mm. Maybe he brought out a different type depending on what he was feeling that night. Mm-hmm. Um, he had his. I think there was. I remember like a beautiful PRS in there, a PRS guitar. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went out to the crowd after that, back to my parents. My dad's smiling. He goes, "How was it?" And mm-hmm. I go, "I just, I was just like in shock because like I just met like a legend." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I go, "It was amazing." And I told him the whole story, and he was like, "Wow!" And he was tripping out on it. But for me, it's like. I really like that moment stuck with me, you know, from there on, like I, I practiced my guitar a shit ton, obviously. And then oh, yeah. like, you know, I was like, Oh, I got to do something. Yeah, <laughs> I can't let him down. Yeah, exactly. You got to carry the torch. <laughs> dude, my, my, my whole thing about this story is you passed up on the turkey, bro. I know. How dare you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't eat that turkey. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should, I should have fucking had turkey. <laughs> Damn, bro. Damn, that would have been legendary because then I could add that to the story. It's like, then I ate the turkey instead of saying no. Yeah. <laughs> I was so boring, bro. Yeah, that's what the story was missing for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. That's the whole thing. Um, like that moment to me was really special, but like nowadays looking back on it, I wish I could have just been like, I wanted you to go. You know what I mean? Like my, mm-hmm. to my dad, since he's been such a fan mm-hmm. and like, if I ever have that opportunity again, or he does, like I'm totally just letting, I want him to be the one. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've gotten like a moment that has really helped inspire me to be like a better musician and a better person overall. 
from that moment, like I I'd, I'd give anything to kind of give him that too. So, yeah, dude, it, so, it sounds like you have your work cut out for you, man. You got to start fucking playing more. That way, Carlos Santana could open up for you, and your dad could meet him. <laughs> yeah, your dad can give him turkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys, uh, do you guys prefer like? So when Thanksgiving rolls around, are you guys turkey? Ham. I'm a ham guy, dude. Spiral cut ham. Ooh, bone in. Aye. That sounds fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> a bone in on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I think turkeys, it depends on the situation, but I feel like uh-huh. it's it's very easy to get dry. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like it's not like whoever's cooking it is doing a bad job. It's just that's how turkey is. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm kind of a ham guy, ham and mashed potatoes. Mm. Yeah. And like maybe some like bread or some shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all I need. Mm-hmm. Bro, like for me, Thanksgiving overall, like I love it. It's like hometown buffet at my house. You got uh, turkey, yeah. ham, pozole, tamales, bro. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. Dude, you get tamales that early, bro. I dude. We, we hold off. I think really? we wait till uh Christmas Eve. Bro. Mm-hmm. But but we usually make them by hand too like a while before it's a lot of work but it's like a tradition i'm sure it's a tradition for a lot of mexican families but like uh yeah i think just november is like too much for that time but usually (laughs) it's just like christmas eve now and then we we fry them up on a yeah christmas morning and everything Ooh. and then we eat them for like every meal of the day for the next two weeks <laughs> yeah exactly and then you're like fuck tamales <laughs> no, dude breakfast <laughs> lunch and dinner dude yeah exactly yeah and people think that like once christmas is over and you're not eating that shit like, oh my gosh you're gonna lose all the weight but for mexicans it's like bro we we still have so much to do yeah, yeah. so much to eat like our leftovers are fucking insane. We yeah. probably still have <laughs> in the freezer. In our freezer. <laughs> yeah, block. for sure. And I, I'm pretty sure like a few months ago, my mom was like, we're going to fry them up. And she just put them up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every once in a while, we got something yeah. crazy. Fucking four years later, a block of ice with tamales inside. <laughs> I think Mexicans would be the best for uh, surviving like a zombie apocalypse or some shit. Hell yeah. We always got those like on deck. Mm-hmm. Like if we ever run out of food, we have a whole fucking freezer of tamales, like stuff at the bottom. Yeah, we have so much extra shit, bro. Uh, so Babo, wh- how did you get the name Babo? Did you go over that? It was in a. I was so I I started getting called it by my dad when I was really really little, and uh, like I I I was about maybe seven or eight years old, second grade. It was. I remember it was second grade because I I learned what the word disgrace means. <laughs> oh no! I'd go I'd go up to kids and if they call me Robert, I'd be like, "Don't call me Robert. If you do, you're a disgrace to me." It's Bobo, and I start forcing everybody <laughs> oh to do that. God. I would. I remember, dude. You're a disgrace to your family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it stuck with me after that. Everybody kind of learned their place. <laughs> <laughs> no one had a choice. <laughs> but uh if from there it oh, stuck fuck. and i never got rid of it and now i'm at this age where i'm like i hit 18 and i'm at work and if i meet people i go oh, i'm babo and i'm back in my head so whenever i introduce <laughs> myself i get the same reaction every fucking time uh-huh. i get i go hi i'm babo what was that babo bob bo yeah okay <laughs> every time yeah. or i get what's your name babo Pablo, no, 
Bobo, like Bob and the bow. Yeah. Bobo, 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 oh Bobo. Okay, cool. Yeah, you know I mean, like <laughs> yeah. whole add-on fucking thing. Yeah, so I'm at this point to where I'm like, should I just like interest, introduce myself as Robert? And but the thing is, whenever I do that, I regret it when like I'll be walking around. They're like, hey, Robert, and I'll just yeah. feel weird. I'll be like, damn. Yeah, yeah. like what are you, my brother? Yeah, yeah. Don't call me that? by my slave name. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what's wrong with you, <laughs> bro? I'm just gonna give you flashcards. That way, you give them to people when they call you. Hey, what's your name? Like, oh, here's the flashcard. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bob. But it shows like how to pronounce it. It Has a little <laughs> yeah. dot in the middle of it, so it's separate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. Shit, Hell yeah. Oh gosh. It's definitely like I'm at a I'm at a weird point in my life where I'm trying to figure out. Like, I kind of never want to lose it. Yeah. I feel like it's my version of like I because I don't I don't also I also don't want to go by like Bobby because yeah. that's what my dad goes by. Mm-hmm. So like if I hear what's up Bobby, I'm not gonna think that's me. I'm thinking yeah. I sound like I'm being called like my dad or something. Yeah. You're gonna keep walking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Robert just feels weird because that's what like I call myself and what my family calls me when they're mad at me. Yeah. Robert. You know what I mean? And of course you get like the middle name for your mom, Robert Christian. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's a kind of it's a it's a situation and i definitely don't want bob because bob is fucking you know just feels like it makes you sound 60 years old yes exactly <laughs> dude and I'm like, i don't want, i'm okay if bo so yeah. i have a few friends that call me bo now i don't it's mind cool. that that's like that's yeah. that's cool yeah, that's cool i like that yeah easy to read easy to understand that's all i need yeah, yeah. i think bob was like pikachu and bo was like the then right Pokemon right you, bro. <laughs> yeah. I got you this time. Yeah, yeah dude. We got each other, man. <laughs> so uh Bobo, uh how old were you or did, did yeah, how old were you when uh when you first realized or you noticed like, hey my dad's pretty cool, my dad's cooler than your dad, like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh, you, I, I've realized, I mean I've realized that for a while. Because I think it's like within like my friends and family, my dad has such like a like an image, like completely different from like the public eye. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Public eye sees him as you know this is Bobby Tribal. He's a you know he's a businessman. He he mm-hmm. knows a lot about the history of streetwear, and my dad does. That's true. Yeah. But for me and like my friends and family, we see like that's my dad. You know what I mean? He loves puppies. He he's, he's like, like he gets really boobies. excited about babies and shit. And he likes to watch game. He loves Game of Thrones. Hell yeah! He just has like a whole like thing around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call him multiple names. Um, what do we got? We got BT. BT is like Bobby Tribal, but we change it up. You know what I mean? We'll go like Bobby Tripod, <laughs> Big Turtle, Harry yeah. Treasure. Like it could be like completely off the rails, but if it's BZ, it works. Yeah. Um, dude, yeah. Uh, what else? A bodge. That's something me and my dad and, and me and uh, me and Isaac have been calling him. Isaac's my brother. For listeners who don't know, um, for ever since we were really little, it doesn't mean anything at all. It's just like a sound that we made into a name. <laughs> my brother probably knows some more on it, but that's just what I know. We just yeah. call him bodge. Baj. <laughs> Sounds so like so like fancy. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> this is my dad Baj. I don't, 
I don't know. Well, we we think it's kind of like dumb, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but not like a mean way. Just like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not silly. Bosh water. <laughs> Bosh water. <laughs> I, I've known for a good amount of time. My dad's really cool. He's, he's helped us like all out, like all my siblings out. For, like everything we've been passionate about. He's been very supportive and very helpful and understanding. Hell yeah. Um. And definitely with music, like I pro I would not be at the place I am, even like even though I'm still like getting started and everything, mm. just where I am and having the experiences that I have that I have behind me, I I wouldn't be the performer or person I am if I didn't have the opportunities he's helped me get yeah. and given me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. yeah, but it's also like you know, he can open the door, but you have to walk through it. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that says a lot about you too, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, sometimes that's a battle because like, you know, just father and son things and different mindsets, different areas, Mm -hmm. you know, if he, he, most of his ideas, all of his ideas for the most part are usually like better. And all of a sudden, (laughs) like when I was younger, for instance, I wouldn't take advice as easy because I'd have a mindset of like, this is how I want to do things. Mm -hmm. And then he'd be like, why don't you do this? And like, one of the main things I remember is like, when I was like really young, still learning how to sing, he'd be like, why don't you just sing like straight, no vibrato or anything, just very normal. And at the time I was like, oh, it doesn't sound as good. I was like 40, right? <laughs> you don't know nothing, dad. And then we were recording a demo, me and my band at the time. And uh, I tried it and I'm like, that's way better. And ever since then, that's been how I sing. Like I don't do any vibrato or anything. It's just my style of singing. Um, so yeah he he's he's been amazing he's an amazing role model for me um especially having knowing like his backstory and how much he's had to work and get to where he is now like i think it makes me and all my siblings kind of want to push more and more and do what we can because we've seen everything we have we've seen proof that the work will like you know reward and shitty things will figure themselves out and that's like my dad's motto is figure it out. And we, we always joke about that because sometimes my dad will give us that in situations where like we don't want to hear it. Like if we're like, oh, like, like if I'm at work and like, I don't know what to do in this situation, like uh, a customer needs help or not know how to help them. Like this is just theoretical. He might throw a figure it out at us. And we all kind of <laughs> joke about it. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? But <laughs> in reality that really is the way to do it is you got to yeah. figure it out. Problem solving yeah. is key in any situation and it makes you better at anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes obviously it'd be nice to have an answer here and there, but you know, going along with life experiences and not knowing everything is going to go out, you know, as you expect, some people don't really have the answers. We have to figure things out. And I really take a lot from him in that kind of area. And not only in just music, but just like, career choices and where I want to do what, what I want to do with my life besides music. If, you know, let's say things don't work out, which is something that I'm very aware of because of how hard music is <laughs> and I've experienced how hard it is um, to just keep afloat or something like I've, I've kind of really taken away a lot of just how to be a better problem solver, even though I'm not perfect, just something, anything works. Dude, that's epic. It sounds like you got a, a pretty awesome mentor. Your dad is a, a super humble and hardworking guy, and um, I it's he's someone that I look up to. And 
I, I don't know. It's pretty awesome that you have that in your life because it's important. We all need that, you know. And uh, it sounds like you have a good head on your shoulders too. So, props to that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, um, the music. I don't know if you guys talked about this, but how far do you want to take this music? Like, I know you're passionate about it, but like, do you want? Do you want to be like, like, hey, this is it? Like, take it like all the way, or are you are like, what are your plans? Like, what do you see yourself? Um, that that is always the goal. That has always been the goal. But i I've had enough. I've had enough experiences, and I'm, I'm still young, so I have many to come. Mm-hmm. But just taking away what I have had of like things don't always go the way they they will, and they yeah. the way you want to them to. Um, you know, I've noticed like it might not be a for sure thing, but I'm doing all I can and what I yeah. can and doing it how I feel is right, if that makes sense. Your style. I would love to take it as far as I possibly can, even as simple as like touring as like an indie artist, getting a small like label on me, just being able to tour and perform. That's really all I want to do. Like the, the main thing to me about music is helping people. Like it's my own therapy, but for me, part of it is seeing other people, you know, happy, making other people happy. Because yeah. that means that I'm not able, not only able to help myself, but I could help these other people. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, whether it's just a memory they're leaving with at the end of the night and they'll look back on, or, you know, they're listening to something they can relate to. And yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'll get like DMs of like, <laughs> Hey, I heard this song and you know, it's been really, uh, it's, it's been really emotional for me because of how close things hit to home um that's that's really all i care about is like being able to connect with those people perform meet people i'm not too worried about money i i have other ideas and other passions i want to maybe pursue in other places that are easier than music um but this experience is what really matters to me and let's say things kick off somehow um and like i get a bigger deal or something one day i which i don't know who knows then i'd be so happy to take this further than i can you know just bigger i'd be so happy to be do, to do bigger shows to make crazy music with like you know i think my production's already pretty good because i'm i think the guys i work with are amazing but, you know let's say we get to work i get to take them and we get to work in a bigger studio or you know, whatever it is and take it as far as I possibly can. I would love to do that with my life. But realistically, it's one of the hardest jobs in the world and the hardest things to turn into a job. I can leave a show with 125 bucks by the end of the night. And that's for like months of preparation. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people though that just gig and gig and gig and gig and getting their name out was enough to really get them somewhere. And that's, that's what it takes. Um, right now, <laughs> I feel like I kind of just got everything started with my, like my solo career. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think that Queen Bee shows I played right before COVID hit was mm-hmm. like, okay, here we go. Like I, I had all these plans. I had some shows set up right after and then it hit. And, you know, now I'm in this kind of spot where I don't know what to do. I'm I'm writing a lot. I'm trying to record as much as I can. I started working too, and I'm in school again. Um, 
so it's just kind of juggling everything at the moment. But I think once things settle out and venues allow performing, I can start pumping myself out there more. But uh, I want to do as much as I possibly can to get a little closer to where I want to be. Um, but as long as I can make somebody happy by the end of the day, that's that's really all I care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, man. It sounds like you're in it for the right reasons, you know, and um, you and that and you have a lot of passion. Uh, and honestly, I think you just got to be patient, man. Like, uh, that's the one thing I've, I've heard from a lot of musicians. Like, dude, like some people get lucky and, and they, they come up quick, you know, other people like they really got to put in the work. But as so long as you're consistent and you stick, you stick with it, like you'll get yours, you know, um, you're, you have an awesome voice. You're super talented. I think you're in the right place. You know, you have a lot of good connections and it's just a matter of like, uh, time, you know, like when it when it comes i know you're gonna take the opportunity and you're gonna kick ass man yeah thank you i appreciate it you're welcome my boy (laughs) (laughs) do you like um um have you ever thought about maybe like doing like virtual like performances like just doing like an instagram live or something that has been something i've been wanting to do i actually have like a twitch account that i used for a little while and i really really loved it because it reminded me just like performing Mm -hmm. um and I think I started using it at a time where I wasn't really performing too much. Um, I didn't have shows yet. And I just, I play games with my friends and just that itself was like fun. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. felt like I was in front of people. Yeah, totally. Or I'd, and some nights I'd, I'd put my camera just up and I'd get a guitar and I'd start playing. I also had a mic that worked with an interface. So it sounded really good. It was set up. Um, <clears throat> I, I had been wanting to do more of those, but my mic isn't like working properly right now and that's why I'm using the headset. Um, but hopefully once I get that set up, I want to do more of those. I have some other ideas, like maybe like actual like live performances. I can, I do have a space where I can stream um, like a full band performance. So I'm looking into maybe doing that. Um, I actually did a virtual performance kind of, you guys know the game Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a few other bands invited me to play uh, a oh, Minecraft yeah. show they had set up. And these <laughs> are like some uh, people I met in the scene that are really, really amazing. Um, they put together this huge, really awesome Minecraft server. It had like merch stands and you go and you click and it sends you a link to the merch. That's badass, dude. They had all these crazy effects on this huge stage and like a parkour area for people to just play around and stuff. And it was, and they even had like an art showcase in it and stuff. It was super cool. Um, that was, that was the only one I I've done so far, but I'm, I have some other plans coming up. Um, I'm going to start getting in the studio more often and hopefully doing some more like Twitch live streams, putting that account to use. I might even do some more gaming stuff. Cause I think that's another part of me that I, I never really show too often. Like I, I really love playing video games with my friends. And for me, that's a way of like healing and staying sane pretty much. It's just connecting with my buds and fucking around in games, talking shit and call of duty, you know, whatever it is. Like that's my shit. That's what I grew up on besides, you know, music. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping to get more into that realm. I have some other ideas too. Um, I just got to put them into play and get the equipment all set up again. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Like, 
you probably you're onto something you're like playing call of duty but you're singing to people you know (laughs) (laughs) it was like hell yeah everybody wants to like jump on like on the same game with you (laughs) you're talking shit but like you're talking shit with melody that's fucking funny dude (laughs) fuck you (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i I love that that game is so fun i think it like tires me out i don't know if you guys play games but like in that game, it's known for how toxic it can be. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, like once once the round ends, there's a time where each team can talk to each other. For me and my friends, that's the most fun thing ever because we'll be like, "You mm-hmm. suck! You suck!" Like I don't know, we we're just or we're just going like, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, that's hilarious, dude. I remember like when my brothers would um. When they would play like Call of Duty, like they didn't like being on the headset, and like obviously they, you know, they would play till infinity. So I would just like come in after like work, and I would just put on the headset, and I would just like talk to people and talk shit for them. <laughs> Dude, it was so fucking fun. I stopped playing games for a good amount of time when I got into music, because like I played on Xbox, and all my friends had stopped playing Xbox and they switched to a PC, so I didn't have anyone to play with. And I just focused on music. And then uh, last year when I got this, uh, the PC, I like ever since then, I've, I've had this whole new confidence of COD lobbies where I'm like, okay, now I can talk shit. Did you build it or you bought it? It was quite a journey. I bought it first. It was a stinky pre-built, but it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was honestly a really good deal. It was like for the specs it has, it was dirt cheap. Mm. and um it was on sale at best buy bought it and it looked really nice i put like an anime girl in it and stuff i loved it to death and <laughs> the anime girl you're uh <laughs> oh, okay cool, cool, both cool. of them <laughs> <laughs> and one day i was like i'm gonna like i like taking care of it and stuff because like i was so happy that i was able to play games with friends again and for me at the time i was going to do a lot of shit still and it was like a way to heal it was nice to like talk to my friends because i wasn't going to like traditional school so i didn't see them every day anymore so like that was my way to catch up and still be social and everything yeah. mm. so i took it off like the there's like a front panel like some glass and it was like uh tempered glass and i took it off oh. like barely applying any pressure or anything as soon as i take it off to like clean it shatters in my hands it goes everywhere damn dude i remember like looking down and re- like just starting to like feel my anger my self-hatred is <laughs> blood uh, boiling wrong like i was so happy and it just went oh wrong and uh, i i was like i tried to fix it and i went to fries and they're like oh this case will work and it was like a hundred dollar case super mm. small they put it in for like a few hundred dollars i bring it back it overheats a ton yeah, dude. Because like it's a too it's too small. There's no airflow. Mm. They fuck it up more. Mm. So I had to take it back. And I was like, you know, what? fuck it. I'll just do it myself. So one of my friends is really good at computers. And he's like, I'll I'll build it for you. Like I got you, and we'll get you a water cooler too, so nothing will overheat. Oh, yeah. And he built me this one, and it's amazing. And the I don't know, if, I probably can't show you guys because it's a little far. But on the front of it. Um, I had my girlfriend paint like the Louis Vuitton 
like monogram pattern oh nice all over it so it looks really cool in the front hell yeah but yeah i i love it a lot i couldn't fit the anime girl on it so that's really the only downside um so for now i put a cause doll it's not as mm. cool yeah your computer sucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude like from 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 this angle it looks like a fish tank you know it like, does dude it, it yeah. Definitely does, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nice i i like having the little setup it's like you know, I could do homework here or if I want to like watch music, like tutorials while I'm practicing. I have like all my guitars in here. Um, it's it's really cool having like a little like safe spot, I guess. Yeah, that's so, I enjoy it. So does your uh, does your girlfriend like play games as well? Does she play games? Yeah. Yeah, she does. She actually just we just built her a PC. It's a really it's a really nice build. Uh, my friend who helped me build this one helps. Uh, us build hers mm. and she she had like been playing like on a switch i had bought her for christmas and stuff she played a lot of like animal crossing but she's like oh like she'd come over and i'd let her play like doom eternal like the newer shooter games that are violent and shit <laughs> she'd be like i love this i want a pc so bad but i don't have any money <laughs> i was like why don't you just like because she also wants to go into architecture so she Ooh, needs like yeah. a good computer to run yeah. that shit because of yeah. rendering and you know, you can't really do all of it on a Mac too easy. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just, I grew up on Macs. Like, I know Macs. Yeah, same here. Because this took fucking forever to convince Wait. anybody about. I remember <laughs> I was talking, I got it for my birthday one year, and I, my, it took so much convincing for my dad. Because he, he was like, I'm always a Mac guy. And he goes, and he goes, so how strong is this compared to a Mac? And the guy looks at him kind of funny. He goes, this is like three times stronger than any Mac on the market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a third of the price. Yeah, exactly. And it was like a low end PC. And then he was like, he was like, really? And he goes, yeah. Plus it has cool RGB lighting. Yeah. <laughs> My dad was it's like, lit. That's pretty cool. So, uh, like ever since I switched, I am such a, like a PC guy. I cannot, like set, I'm I'm running this on a Mac right now because yeah. that was like I couldn't set it up with this because I have to record through GarageBand mm. and like this took forever to set up just because of how slow it is. Yeah, and I'm surprised because they're so much more expensive. Mm-hmm. You, you're paying for like the aesthetic and like literally, you, yeah, and just like the user. It's like more. It's a little more user friendly. But yeah. that was like before Windows 10, pretty much. You know, now it's almost equal as far as like software. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I don't even know, dude. But anyway, I was like, why don't you like talk to your mom about it? Because like you're gonna need it for school and stuff in college, and you're gonna need to be able to run those programs, right? And she's like, yeah, I I'm gonna have to get one like regardless, so I'll look into it. And she didn't think she had any money, and then like she asked her mom, and her mom's like, we actually have like a ton of your birthday money saved up. That uh-huh. we never told you about. We just <laughs> from each card, uh, you could just use that. Yeah. So She's she like, used like what? that money, and then I pitched. <laughs> I pitched in a few hundred just because, like, I want her to have fun and have something good, and I care yeah, about exactly. like, her being able to work on shit. And it's yeah. just like, I I love being able to play games with her. Like, it's so much fun. Yeah, dude, I always tell, yeah. yeah, and I always tell all my friends that are in relationships. I go like, dude, like if you play games, try to get your girl on that shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> like bonding shit ever yeah that's what i was gonna say because it's like it's so rare like most yeah be exactly like, get off your video games blah 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 you yeah know? it's like <laughs> so it's it's cool that she was like down for it and like even yeah. like you said like the game like doom where it's like super like gory 
You know, yeah. it's kind of like, and she was like, "This is fun. I want." Yeah. it's like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, she's she's the shit. I I love her so much. She's yeah. she's really funny. She's not like a she's not like uptight or anything. Mm-hmm. She's super understanding. She's she's a blessing. So I I helped her out building it, and then we got it all set up. She has a little um her desk all set up now. We'll play like Borderlands three together. She likes to yeah. play more calming games too like she found this one called spirit fair which is more of like a like a story adventure game mm-hmm. um gris which won like a few awards is an indie game but it's really beautiful and it has like a like a metaphor throughout all of it about accepting like tragedy and loss and growing from pain it's really yeah. really cool that's cool so she's more into those types of games but she can also get down with doom and borderlands so some shooters <laughs> i try to get her in a cod but she's like, I don't know which ones are the bad guys. Because in Doom, it's like the bad guys are the scary looking demons. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. you know. But in COD, it's like some people have the same skin. Like, yeah. It's hard to tell sometimes for beginners, which I get. Um, it, it gives us time to connect, too. Because, like, um, like, in the future, like, she'll, be going to, she'll be going to college. And I'll be just, I'm just staying in like San Diego. Um, and that's kind of my plan. Like, I don't, I don't really want to go anywhere too far. Like, the farthest I'll go is like L.A. if needed. But San Diego, in my opinion, is just my home. Like, this is like, I think the people here are the most chill. I think there's a lot of cool things. Like, I'm just familiar with all of it. Like, I, I, I love it. So, like, her going to college and me being here, like, that's another way of like connection and staying in touch. Is like, oh, we're playing games together, and like, for me, games are very intimate. Not in a weird way, but like with anybody, like any. Stop smirking, bro. I see your fucking face. <laughs> you could see me. I need to build me a PC, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, like, I I don't get to see them all. The like I was saying earlier, I was in like a like a uh, independent learning program, so I didn't go to school a lot. And mm-hmm. nowadays, I try to see them like uh, every now and then, but. Um, for the most part, it, it's really nice to stay in touch with them like every night when I can get on or mm-hmm. uh, like if I want to, if I'm do- not doing anything during the day, it's mainly like these games, we are playing the games together and focusing on what's happening. But for the most part, it's like, what you've been up to, man? Like, how was your day? You know what I mean? Like keeping up with each other. And even like, if I don't, I had to go like the whole quarantine, not seeing them. And I felt like when I saw them, it felt the same because I was still in touch with them. I talked to yeah. them every day. Like it's verbal. It's like, you know, it feels more than like texting or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's more personal. Yeah, exactly. So it's nice to have that with her, especially because then it's like a, like us time. And then if she comes over and like, say she wants to read or something, she'll read and I'll play games or vice versa. If she wants to take over my PC. It's fine. Um, I let her like try some of my games or something she's been wanting to, but mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool. I, I think it should be so much more popular and I think it will become more popular. There's just a lot of girls getting into like oh, yeah. streaming and gaming overall because of like a lot of female streamers. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's going to become more popular as like pe- more like female streamers come into the picture and it's more well, for sure. Yeah. And I, I think it's like, I think it definitely should because I I've never seen why it's always been seen as like just a guy thing when I think it could be available to everyone. I think mm-hmm. like girls can have just as much fun. Like I don't I just don't see why, you know, it's either marketed as more masculine or whatever. Yeah. Um. 
And it's really just, I think games are like the next form of movies. And I think they're already taking over in that way because oh, yeah. um, of how immersive they are and how detailed and amazing they are overall. I, I think they're going to be like the future of entertainment, like the bigger than music, bigger than film, bigger than anything there is. I think these are going to come to be like where it's all going to be at because yeah, of how advanced we're fucking getting at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Playing with your girlfriend's fucking cool as shit. Mm-hmm. It's the coolest shit ever. That's tight. Dude, I used to be a gamer, like, when I was eight years old. I used to play uh, Super uh, Super Mario. Dude, I was... Bro, I was all about that game, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I would play it, like, count for countless hours, you know? I wouldn't I wouldn't eat. Sometimes I'd, I wouldn't go to the restroom. I'd just pee myself, dude. Like, I oh kid you not. God, I was dedicated, bro. It's true, though, dude. Like, video game... The, the whole industry is like a multi-billion dollar industry. Like people like these like video, like these, these online like players and like streamers, like dude, these companies are paying them to like, you know, obviously they're like sponsored. So a lot of companies are like, you know, all these like gamers have like personal trainers, they have like nutritionists. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck? Like it's you look insane. at him, you're like, wait, what do you do? He's like, I play video games. You're like, what the hell? At the, I thought you were an NFL player. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just like, I was like, I was like, UK, you're so fucking ripped. What is going on here? You I think be it's because like, like they like their job is to sit yeah. in a fucking. Yeah. I don't want to say be lazy because I think I feel like games should be seen at a different level because I think for forever they've been seen like as like a kids thing because yeah. that's what it started off as and now it's like every kid that grew up on them is now an adult so now it's mainly for like it's push towards adults or teens or young adults yeah like 1835 or whatever yeah exactly um i think this is gonna be like the first generation we're gonna see a ton of old guys fucking playing cod at the age <laughs> of 70 still bro yeah um uh, but uh yeah it's it's like you have to be built and healthy to be able to do that for so long because they're doing like eight 10 hour streams but it's it's not even just them playing games there's just them hanging out sometimes they'll be like all right we're gonna play this game I'm hungry. I'm going to go get lunch. And then they'll like go get lunch, come back, eat lunch. We'll talk in their chat or some shit. Yeah. All right, and then like go back to playing games. Like it's just kind of like a hangout your entire day. It, I feel like it could get really tiring and like you're running out of things to say you're running out of content. But um, to me, it seems like a really fucking cool job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, as a performer, people are what I live for. People are what I like to entertain. I like to talk to people. I like to, you know, do whatever I can. So for me, like streaming and seeing like people just play games and make people happy. That's the coolest shit. But dude, it, it really is getting like, like they're getting paid too, like you said. Yeah. Especially with like how Twitch is doing things with their like subscriber shit. And it's just a growing industry, especially with video games growing and getting better in tech. Um, there's a ton of crazy shit. Yeah, like the nutritionists, the fucking trainers. Like I've seen like Fortnite trainers because parents are trying to get their kids really good so they can bring them to tournaments and stuff. <laughs> Dude, tournaments are making fucking bank. Dude, you get is. on these teams, you're getting crazy amounts. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, it's it's really getting to a point to where it's it's like a blessing to be in that type of situation i feel like yeah yeah definitely like when i was a teenager it was like a lot of my friends would play video games 
and their parents would be like, get off the video games. Like, go do your homework. Now yeah. it's kind of like as a parent, now you're like, fuck, should I make them get off the video games? I don't know. They could, they could be millionaires. You know, you know, <laughs> you I'm like, your- they could be rich by the time they're 30. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should like, hey, drop out of school. Fuck it. You know? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just have fun. Just have yeah. fun. Just get really good at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you have mom and dad bringing you Red Bulls and yeah, Monsters. Exactly. Here you go, son. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, like, yeah, it really is. It's becoming more like you're saying, like, it is going to take over like cinema and like TV, you know, I mean, t- so it's like. Because video games now are like there's fucking they're so cinematic, dude. Like, uh, yeah, it's insane. Like I just saw like the uh, like the the new like Unreal Engine that I think it was like a couple months Holy ago. Holy shit! And yeah. I was just like that little like teaser they released, and I was like, is this a fucking movie or is this a video game? Damn, because this shit looks hella real, dude. It was mind blowing, dude. I gotta show it to you after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It was intense. Yeah, you gotta show it to me. Yeah, I'm gonna show it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's just on the PlayStation, I'm pretty sure. If yeah. we were talking about the same video, it's that's on the PlayStation. Yeah. And NVIDIA, they uh they make the graphics cards for computers. So that if you don't know if you don't know what a graphics card is, it's pretty much like um what puts out a higher frame rate of whatever game you're playing or a better picture. So like the new ones have like crazy power to put really detailed pictures. Um, that you can't get on a console and like even stronger, better looking ones than you're going to see than like that video on a PC with everything running and good specs and the new graphics cards probably looks like a hundred times better, oh, which is insane. Yeah. Just yeah. that it's like getting to that point to where it's like, oh, the consoles, those are just what we're like starting with. And those themselves are amazing. They're getting to points where it's like whole new tech, but it it's really getting crazy. I'm I'm excited. Like I'm at this point in my life where I get to see all this crazy shit of tech start start <laughs> to happen. Yeah. I'm seeing driving like self-driving cars and Teslas and shit. And I'm seeing these crazy graphics cards. I'm living in a pandemic. Like I'm curious what's next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love your optimism. Like some, like you're like, I can't wait to see what happens next. Some people are like some people are like, what the fuck is gonna happen next? Yeah. <laughs> Everything is going to shit, you know? <laughs> and you're like, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I think by I can't is like tech is evolving at such a cool pace that like you never Dude, know what so good great. it's going to hit us. Because like, yeah. this shit, like this pandemic shit sucks. Oh, but yeah. at the same time, we got a lot of new shit behind us. Mm-hmm. And I feel, like I'm confident that there'll be a vaccine pretty soon. You know what I mean? And trials are going well and i'm excited to see what else like medical technology has to offer to all this and how we all recover is this from Mm -hmm. this as like a you know as a planet um and for just like future generations seeing what like what the fuck's gonna be here when i'm in their 30s bro like i'm seeing like for instance like you look at vr for now Mm -hmm. and vr right now is like holy shit like this is amazing i actually had a vr for a little bit i sold it but I didn't, it wasn't bad. It was just, I never really used it because it was such a bitch to like set up, but it was amazing when I would. Um, and that like, it kind of hit me. I was like, this isn't ready yet, but it's coming along. And it's going to be, and that is like how immersive and realistic it looked yeah, man. was like incredible to me. Um, so like, imagine that shit in a few years, imagine yeah. how easy it's going to be. Imagine how we're going to watch movies. It's like, exciting. I'm already seeing like people or companies make 
uh, VR headsets that make you feel like you're in a movie theater. Yeah. You got the, the Oculus, I think so, the Oculus Go. And there's another band, I forget the name of, but they just did like a collab with Dolby on the, uh, the headphone part of theirs. And it kind of goes around your eyes. Fuck, it's super crazy. That's insane. I got to check that out. Yeah. It's, and it, I think it hits uh, close to 4K, if not 4K resolution, which is like not even seen before on a VR headset, I'm pretty sure. It's usually just like 720p and maybe 1080p. So it's a pretty good resolution. Yeah. And it looks amazing. I, I, I'm really soaked. Like, I, shit's going to get crazier. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's really cool seeing all these advancements. Yeah, I remember when, like, oh, man, this is uh, 2011, 12. The first time I saw, like, something in, like, VR was, like, the Google, like, cardboard or some shit. Oh, yeah. And then it's just, like, insert your phone. And it was, like, so shitty resolution now that I'm thinking about it. But it was, like, <laughs> mind-blowing, dude. And the video was, like... It was like, dude, it was weird. Like you're flying over like a lake and then somehow you end up in like, and uh, you're like in the womb with a baby and it's what like flying through and you're like, you see its eyeballs open and shit. Bro, you and were dude, on an LSD trip, bro. Yeah, bro. Dude, that was not it was, VR, bro. Dude, it was insane. <laughs> I wish I was tripping, dude. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You're in a good one, bro. Yeah, man. It was insane. But yeah, I was just like. When I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck is this cardboard shit you just took out? You know, he's like, he like folds it up and shit, puts his phone in. I was like, dude, that was insane. You know, I and remember now, now I can only imagine. Yeah. And then like, I remember I, I did that too. And I was little. one of my dad's friends had it. And I was like, dude, how much was this? And he's like, I got it for free. They just sent it. Holy shit. And I was like, are you serious? Like, cause me, that was like, holy shit. Like, this is insane. I, I never seen anything like it. So I thought like damn like that's that's a deal like they're really doing something here when in reality they just put some like lenses that really made it look crazy but, <laughs> yeah. and that they was just it. split the screen and everybody's like whoa yeah exactly you, just put it, you, you have to hold it up to your face and yeah. like, this is the next step in tech dude this is yeah. it yeah and then of course like the next video my friend showed me was porn so i was like oh cool porn <laughs> nice thank you how the fuck did we go from that to this yeah, yeah. but of course you know they gotta they gotta capitalize on that shit yeah, of course. Your VR porn is like, I remember when I first got it, I'd like, oh my gosh. I got, <laughs> hey, 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 calm hey, down, Mike. Let me calm finish down. the story. <laughs> okay, you could finish. Okay, okay. I like, as, as a, as like a, I just wanted to like, I was with a few friends. We were talking about it like as a joke. Oh. And I was like, dude, should I like get a, like download a video? And then they're like, sure. So like I, I learned how to, it was really easy. We just put it in like the Oculus setting and stuff and we put it on and it was like the funniest shit ever. Cause it was like in like super low resolution. You, sh it just like cuts and immediately like, like twerking girls. And I was like, this is gross. <laughs> Porn is kind of weird to me in general, but uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a weird experience. I took the video off my PC <laughs> <laughs> you burned your PC. You're like, I don't want, I don't want nothing to do with this. No more. It was funny for the moment. I did. Uh, VR has a lot of funny shit. I feel like because you could do pretty much anything. The horror games on VR are crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some really cool ones like Beat Saber, which is like, yeah, that uh, cool. like a rhythm game. It's like music, and you kind of slice these like giant cubes and stuff, and then yeah, yeah. I remember like the first like VR like films 
you know, like the 360 kind of like VR. Film. Yeah. Like that, even those were like, this is pretty cool. Like it's in the early stages. So there's like a lot of weird things to get used to. But I, I see it like in the future, like movies are going to be fucking insane. Dude, it's VR. Gonna be sick. Like you're going to, you're going to be a character in the movie. Like, yeah. You know, you're going to be able to like choose where to go and all that kind of shit. You know, like it's going to be crazy shit, man. Yeah. I remember they started doing like, started doing like VR concerts and shit. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think it was Childish Gambino did one of his "Awaken My Love" album. He did like a performance before he released it. I'm pretty sure, and it was like I'm pretty sure you can still find it on YouTube. I think it was just uh, like his first few songs off of it live, and it was like 360, super trippy. I think there's like I think Cypress Hill just did one too, or a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's been starting a trend, but like imagine to like we're gonna get to a time to where it's gonna be like oh you can't make it to the show tonight just spend like a lesser amount of money like let's say like tickets go for like thirty fifty dollars and somebody can watch the whole show with like good audio from their fucking bedroom mm-hmm. you know what I mean like the whole thing and they're there in VR like yeah. that's gonna be the craziest shit yeah everybody's VIP at that point. Yeah, moving to like music. Like, have have you ever tried to fuck around with like the whole like, uh, like four D like mixing of a song? Have you ever tried to do that with yours? I've uh, I'm pretty shitty at mixing. <laughs> I I'm I've practiced and learned a lot. For a while, I actually wanted to be an audio engineer, which is like uh, you pretty much just mix and you do live shows if you want. Yeah. Make everybody sound good. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a lot more to it, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But for the moment, I just wanted to learn how to mix. And I would do it a lot, practice on demos and shit, try to make them sound better. But I think I hit a wall where like, I would get so stressed out over it. And like, it just annoy me. Mm. And I get like, I would get angry because like, I'd, I'd, I'd hate doing it. I'd fuck up all the time. And fucking up in music is tough because then you gotta like computers are hard to work with, uh, especially Max. And you're working on music, and it just caused a lot of issues. And I kind of hit a wall where it's like I don't want to do this for a living. Like if I'm gonna do music, I wanted to do like performing. But I've I've listened to like the 40 stuff, like the crazy mixing. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, I'm probably wrong about this, but it sounds like. They put a lot of reverb on it mm-hmm. and then they just pan it side to side the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like, I feel like it's more of like an illusion. It's not really like anything yeah. super fancy, but I have seen a lot of like crazy shit. So there's going to, this is going to be kind of weird, but ever since <laughs> I was like, for some people it's weird. Yeah. You guys know what ASMR is? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been listening to ASMR ever since I was like, I was pretty damn young. Probably when I started guitar, I was like 14 years old. And it it really, it, it, what, what? <laughs> I was going to say five years ago or whatever. <laughs> hey, man, there's a difference, bro. It's like you in the right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I get you, fam. I get you. <laughs> but uh, I like, it's, it's always helped me kind of sleep yeah. and stuff. And, no, yeah, nowadays sure. like nowadays being like somebody who's into music and sound the type of shit of like mixing they do and type of mics they buy 
is crazy. Yeah. Like, it sounds like you're in the room. There's an OG video kind of like it. I don't know if you guys have ever, you pr- probably have. It's called uh, Virtual Haircut on YouTube. No, I've it's, heard that. Dude, you guys got to check this shit out when okay. you're done. Maybe it's insane. It. <laughs> it's like you walk into like a, it's really old too. And it was like, I remember when I was really young, like my brother was watching, he's like, check this out. And I'd get like, it feel like there was like, they'd put like a plastic bag over you at one point in the video and it's just all audio and you're supposed to close your eyes. And it like sounds like there's a plastic bag on your head and you kind of freak out. Or there's like a, like a razor, like they're giving you a haircut and like the buzz kind of like gets close to your ear. And oh, you, you know, when you're at, like, you're getting a haircut and it kind of tickles. You're like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> That's so crazy. And now it like I don't know how some people do it because oh. like I feel like those people are more video editors than like like people who work of sound. Mm. But some of them really like take the time to like so a lot of them will they do music so they're or they have all the equipment for it and they just yeah. like, play around mm. and some of them will do like beat machines in the back or like very calming ones or they'll do like certain effects on the voice. That will make it sound kind of trippy, but like make it more interesting, I guess, mm-hmm. and make you more, a little more sleepy. That type of shit is crazy to me. Like yeah. more than the 4D music videos that I've I've heard on YouTube and stuff, like Bohemian Rhapsody 4D or 8D or whatever they call it. Yeah. Like, ASMR has gone like <laughs> doesn't even touch ASMR shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but it's putting me the fuck to sleep <laughs> every night, dude. Some people think it's kind of weird. But for me, like some people are like, oh, it hurts my ears. But like, I think it's because I've been listening for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really bother me. And it really like. Yeah, I think it just mainly like grosses people out, you know. Yeah. But it really depends on what you're watching, you know. What do I type in? Like, what do you enjoy? Like, so tonight, so when I go home, like, what do I type in so I could fall asleep to it? Oh, if you want to like listen to ASMR. Yeah. It, back, backtrack. What is ASMR? Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Which is in English. In English? (laughs) (laughs) I think, I'm pretty sure that's it, but it's not fully understood, but it's pretty much like, um, you know, when someone like whispers in your ear, it kind of tickles. It's like that type of response from your body. So they're doing that with their mic. So if somebody was playing around in the video with their mic and they get really close and they whisper in the right mic, so there's two of them and the right one's your right ear. The left one is your left ear. Um, then it will kind of give you what they call <laughs> tingles, I guess. Mm-hmm. For me, it just makes me sleepy. Hey, I see that face. Oh, <laughs> me, me or Joe? <laughs> like, I would say like start off with like tapping. There's there's so much different types of shit. Yeah, I know. I know. There's like, I don't really count these as ASMR, but like some people call it like visual. But like uh, soap carving, mm. playing with slime, people think is really satisfying. And that's counted as a type of ASMR. Yeah. Like t- just like normal objects, they'll do tapping or they'll do like the sound of opening a water bottle, but really mm-hmm. close to the mic. Yeah. Like very simple things that make good sounds. And they'll mm-hmm. do that. And for me, it's really relaxing and it just knocks me out every night. Like it's better than just silence, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like relying on it. Like I could fall asleep on my own, but usually it just helps out, chills me out a lot. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm going to try it out. I would start with the ASMR virtual haircut. Or not ASMR. It's called, it's called virtual haircut. I found it. really old, but that's like the OG yeah. amazing audio. Is it like 
four minutes long? It's pretty short, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I found it. Because a bunch of them popped out, and I just Yeah, it's, it. it's really old. It should have, like, a shit ton of views, too. Okay, sick. Yeah, dude, I just talked about, like, three pretty big parts of my life that I, I never really share like on my instagram or anything that's what people want to know dude I, i'm happy that this is i've been wanting to do something like this for so long because i feel like oh. i can't talk about certain shit on my like my social media because i feel like certain people are just like i just want to see your music shit yeah. and for me it's like i want to post about video games or yeah. like i don't know whatever the fuck else i'm doing you know what i mean oh i watched this stand-up i'm really into like comedy stand-up shit hell yeah, oh, yeah. If I could like share that, but I know certain people don't like certain types of humor or you know what I mean. So it's nice to like kind of like talk about the other parts of my life and my yeah. personality, I guess. Who's your favorite stand up? Uh Tom Segura. Yeah, which I know is a fine wine for some people. And <laughs> for others is like uh what the fuck? But for me it's like I I love like gross or crazy fucked up humor mm-hmm. he has a podcast he does with his uh wife yeah. who's also a comedian she's amazing yeah your mom's house yeah your mom's house i listen to it <laughs> every single day at work it gets me through my day yeah it is i i do like uh like random little chores that are very like uh repetitive at work and stuff and i'll listen to that and it's just funny to me the whole time mm-hmm. um i like the i like kind of like more dark humor and I think there's a lot of mixed views on that, especially nowadays. But um, this might be kind of weird for some people, but I'm just going to share my opinion. It's just my opinion. I think it's very important that we have humor that goes a little beyond what we're used to. Yeah. I think the reason why is because it brings up situations and stories that um, are hard to talk about in the first place. And I don't think it's to ridicule them. And I, I really don't believe it's like, to make it seem like a joke i think all comedy is essential to bring up these situations normally laugh and realize um for instance like a lot of people who have like for instance like mental health issues like uh they'll make jokes about like whatever it is they have yeah i mean just because it's a way of acceptance and it's a way of you know, just kind of being comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And I think humor is something that makes us all feel comfortable. When you can laugh with somebody really well, you feel comfortable. When you can say whatever joke you want around somebody, you feel comfortable. It's yeah, never yeah. meant in bad taste. Like it's never like no joke is ever made <laughs> with the intent to hurt someone. Exactly. Like, yeah. um, you know, cause issues. It's all there to bring up these issues. In my opinion, um, that's just how I see it. So yeah. I'm I'm a big defender of like just comedy in general. And to me, it's very important. Like I that's one of the main things I do. I love the whole like community behind it. I love hearing about all the comedians that hang out together and stuff and yeah. like what comedy means to them and their stories behind it. And I think it's one of the most important and everyday art forms that all of us have and all of us have the skill to carry right no matter what it is even if like somebody seems unfunny to you know uh, like if somebody sees unfunny from me like if i'm like i, I don't think that person's funny somebody else is going to think they're funny mm-hmm. i mean it's some it's a skill we all have in different ways it's like playing different types of music in a way right i might be a fan of more like 
uh, like rock shit and somebody might be a fan of more like um i don't know uh like careful 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 electronic music <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like edm shit and i'm like yeah i don't really like it, you know what i mean like i don't want to go to this festival man but you know no matter what other people like what like what they're doing or listening to and you know that's what matters it's something that we're able to relate to on different areas yeah it's all like it's all subjective at the end of the day you know it's like there's no real i mean there's no bad comedy there is no to to a certain extent there is no bad comedy you know what i mean yeah uh because it's all just like subjective and it's all based on like your life experiences what what you think is funny same with music same with art in general and comedy is art Absolutely. And like when I find out, I I get like certain things like I've seen, there's a lot of uh, like active, like activist stuff right now on Instagram, for instance, which I think is like great Mm -hmm. um, because I think it's cool to share certain stories and certain things going on in the world for people who aren't always watching the news. And I've I've seen posts that like I mean I think everybody's seen posts that they don't always agree with, but that's just you know everybody has different views. And like for me, the only one I've really been is like, um, like stop making like offensive jokes. And to me, it's like, well, what do you define as offensive? Because everybody can define something you know different. Like if, um, like I I don't know, I can't really get offended by humor, so I can't put myself in that situation because I just you know I'm I have good beliefs or my firm beliefs on it, but I just think it's like if we take away these topics that we talk about and we stop expressing them in any sort of light, they're not going to be spoken of. You know what I mean? Like I've seen a lot of comedians touch base on politics or certain like um, issues in society. One of my favorite of all times is Bo Burnham, who is not only just a comedian, he is an amazing writer. He's an amazing director. He's an amazing musician. He's a fucking amazing artist. I would put him at the top to be honest, but I think it's just he he hasn't done anything in so long. Like I want him to, but I respect him because of how smart he is to have made it to a point where he doesn't have to do shit and he's still as great as he is. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between being good at what you're doing and great and a great. Someone who's always gonna be remembered. And to me, he's probably the greatest comedy writer of all time, in my opinion. And it's because he's able to hit so many different types from um lighthearted to you know sex jokes to dark to whatever it is to music comedy like each different thing and he has like this uh stand-up special on netflix called make happy one of my favorites of all time and it's filled with little skits little you know poetry jokes or little songs he'll perform that are all funny and oddly enough this whole like this whole random fucking act makes itself into a story about fame and how he got there and his regrets with becoming famous and the idea of social media, you know, giving too much of a platform to certain people, like his descent from there, I guess. Mm. He ends with a very cool, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's an interesting way to do it. He ends up talking about Kanye after doing this long speech about like um, what it means to be an artist and how much he's hurting and stuff and he gets real with the audience but jokes here and there to really kind of keep things afloat and then he goes in the song that sounds like a kanye song in his head 
where he's talking about making a Chipotle burrito, putting too many things in the burrito. And if he would have known it would have been overflown by the end, he would have put less things in the burrito. It's all a metaphor for fame and for being an artist and for being mm-hmm. successful. Yeah. And it goes really deep into like a story and what this, it pretty much wraps up the whole show and shows like, it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm fucking crying for help. Yeah. To me, that's like amazing because the, he's telling dick jokes, but he's also suffering from depression. You know what I mean? He's, he's whatever the fuck it, like just crazy shit. And he's still telling this amazing story that really comes from his heart. And then after the show ends, it cuts to another scene that was recorded in his backyard. He has a little studio and it was just him playing a piano, um, playing a song called, uh, like, I think it was called just, are you happy? And it talked about like, mom, look, I made it. Like, are you happy? Or like, I'm seeing myself become more like disappointed the bigger I get. Like it kind of wraps itself up with like, this is what I really mean in this one song. Like I, this whole show could have been like a laugh for you. You could have thought it wasn't funny, but this isn't meant to just be a comedy show. This is meant to be a real story. And this is how I, as an artist, express it. From there, he hasn't done any stand-up. He hasn't done anything. And if he did, I think he would probably sell out a lot of fucking places because of how legendary and smart he is. But um, no, he hasn't done anything. And I think stories like that and ways of expression like that through art are super necessary, not only for um, artists' healing, but just for people to understand like, everyone's outlet isn't the same. They could bring up whatever situations they want in any way they want, whether it's through dick jokes or it's through a real verbal, you know, sentence. <laughs> Everybody has their own thing. Um, I think it's just really important. We preserve that. I, I get certain people who are like certain situations where like, Hey, if we normalize, like saying the word, um, like for instance, the word like retarded, was really used a lot in like humor grow like for me growing up in an era that was like that was one of the quote-unquote like funny words or like mean words and now it's at an area where like people are trying to uh make it not normal to say i completely understand people are always transitioning we're always learning how to grow and live with one another and figure out like different areas of comedy and what is a line not to cross and what is and I think we just kind of got to give each other like time and some slack. Cause I think a lot of, I've, I've seen a lot, like on Tom Segura's podcast, they talk a lot about like trying to bind to these new views and political correctness and everything. And, yeah. you know, it's hard for comedians at times because they're not trying to say anything bad, but they get it at the same time. And I think at the end of the day, everybody has this understanding of, we know nobody's trying to be an asshole. We're doing our best. We understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think just freedom of like expression through comedy and whatever it is, dark or not, I think it really should always be a thing. Because I think without it, we wouldn't have something to smile about. We wouldn't have a way to cope with our issues, to bring up issues, to talk about them. And overall, it's just really important we keep that in. Yeah, like at, at the like the end of the day, like extreme censorship doesn't help anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Like it just makes everything, I feel like it just makes everything worse. Cause it's like, you're saying like, it just gets like thrown in like a dark room and the fucking door is closed and nobody ever brings it up. And it's yeah. like, how are we supposed to progress if we never talk about it? Exactly. Never- Absolutely. And I think especially living in such an era where we are talking about these things, like 
for instance, we, we're seeing so many different things in this country right now. So much shit. But, and right now is one of the most vocal times in American history and history in general. Yeah, um, like these things are there to assist us. You know what I mean, do you know how many like political comedians there are that are bringing up these issues themselves and making a joke, but also people are like, that's funny. Mm-hmm. And it <laughs> sucks. Cause it's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's literally like that. And it's, it's all in good intention. So I think, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like we're all learning. And I think, I think there needs to be more slack given to certain people who are still learning, who have certain paths. Like, like, how do you guys feel about like, um, like cancel culture? Not good. You don't like it? I, I think it's good. Obviously there are, there, but it's, I feel like it's just too fast. Everybody jumps on it too fast. I, you know what I, I mean? Like, cause it's like, if somebody's 50 and they s- said something when they were like 15, it's like, dude, that's a long time for somebody to grow as an individual. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So it's like, it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, hey, yeah, they're teenage when they were teenagers, they're a piece of shit. But like now, there might be somebody else. So it's like, I mean, obviously, like there's some things where it's like, yo, bro, that's just not cool. Yeah. You know, like no matter what. But you know, if they said something, if they were, you know, maybe like homophobic or yeah. they were like racist, but like maybe now they might not be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, they're not a Pikachu anymore, you know? Yeah, exactly, you know? <laughs> they're not a Pikachu anymore, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think for certain situations, like, like uh, for instance, in SC, there, or like in the indie band scene, there were a lot of bands that got canceled for like being exposed for like sexual assault or like yeah. crazy shit. Dude, and I yeah. think like in situations like that, I think it's great we're holding people against like yeah, accountable dude. 100%, for something dude. they haven't been because of its power yeah. complex. And I completely agree with that. Um, but I think in other situations, like like what you said, like there there actually was like um a band that was canceled for something they said when they were like 14, 15. Oh my gosh. And I don't I don't know what all of it was, so I don't want to say too much, but like just the fact <laughs> that the age was that like i i question like are you serious like people change if yeah. somebody i i guarantee if anybody says anything when they're 15 and they look at it now they're not <laughs> they're gonna be like why the fuck would i say that yeah you're like holy shit yeah <laughs> and but also we went through more insensitive eras you know early 2000s or dude you know what i mean like where we could say more things and we didn't understand how sensitive they were because we were either too young or it's just the time at the time yeah and all we can do is grow and learn. And I think mm-hmm. the issue with most like attacks with cancel culture, besides the ones that are actually justified mm-hmm. is let's say somebody says something like they don't understand is wrong nowadays, for instance, like they're, they're not with political correctness or something and they get a ton of hate for it. This is just an example. It's not nothing happened, but, and then they're like, I'm sorry, I completely understand. I'm going to work to be better. Like, like, thank you guys for holding me accountable. I mean, just something I said, nothing like crazy, nothing that they really should be like done for. Just like, let's say they said the R word or something, you know what I mean? And people were upset about it. Then I feel like I've, I've seen so much shit where people are like, you still said it. And it's like, bro, if you're not going to let somebody grow, how are we going to educate people to be better? Mm-hmm. And it's the same with like a lot of other situations that are more serious. Like if we look at, for instance, going back to, cod kind of i was in a call lobby with one of my friends during uh 
the George Floyd riots, and mm. there are these two kids talking about like we weren't talking to them at first. They were like, "I don't get why all these riots are going on." Like, you know, I just feel like like it really is all lives matter and stuff, and blah 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 blah. And like, I kind of joined in, and the last thing you want to do, I feel like, with somebody who says stuff like that, is attack them for it. Yeah, you have to, you know, they might not understand. And for these kids, they didn't understand why it was called, you know, why people are chanting Black Lives Matter instead of All Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And um, I go and I go, well, like, I think it's mainly just like we're seeing a certain like race that's being, you know, preyed upon and has been given a lot of shit recently, and it's not fair, and there's a lot of injustice going on, and you know, I think that's why they're saying that. Like, I get where you're coming from, like, um with like the all lives matter thing but right now we're seeing issues with these you know this race so we need to focus on helping these people as of like this isn't only something for like just black people this has been like mm-hmm. a whole like minority rights movement Straight i up. mean you have mexicans getting on this you have asian people getting on this like people are just saying like we want to be treated equal overall this is something this is a fight for everybody mm-hmm. um and by the end of the conversation they're like i i see what you mean like that makes a lot more sense I was like, yeah, nobody's trying to be negative. Like, no, we're just trying to do something to bring justice for people. Yeah. And by the end of it, it was like, you know, they were cool. They they had no issues and it was all it took was patience. And like for me, having seen how much just you can't fight hate with hate right away. You gotta explain things and educate. And if somebody's ignorant, they're ignorant. Can't change that. But mm-hmm. you can't attack them either. It just makes them believe themselves more. You just gotta step off. Mm-hmm. But for now, we just have to be patient, educate people. If they believe it, amazing. And usually it comes through patience and people respect patience. And whether their views are different, respect is respect if somebody's just cool. Yeah. If they're not being cool, like I said, you just got to walk away. You know, there's nothing you can do but let them sort themselves out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're going to waste a lot of time because exactly. you know, a lot of people right now, they're just like, it's all like confirmation bias. Like they don't if you know if it doesn't agree with their views, then it's wrong. And yeah, you're, exactly. You're an idiot for believing <laughs> it. Like, like what happened to like having a like a like a professional like like educated like, conversation. Uh, yeah, conversation. You know, it's like everybody's just like, no, you're wrong. You're dumb. I'm right. Blah blah. You can't change my mind. It's like, damn, dude. Okay, what the hell? Like, what's what happened, dude? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah it's so weird. <sighs> but you know. I think we're all going to kind of grow and learn. And this is just the like beginning of such an educated and, or like mm. a time where we're trying to educate that. I think people will understand how to do it better. And I'm not saying like what we're doing isn't enough, but I, you know, I think it's, there's a lot of fighting on either side on both sides. And we really have to make sure we're, you know, doing what we can to do things kindly and calmly. And I think that's the best way to get to people. Um, I think we're just we're we're all learning no matter what and we have to mm. remember that we're all learning we're all human yeah. we all make mistakes and if we grow that's not a bad thing if we're if we say something we fuck up I know every single human in this planet has said something they regret yeah so, dude and yeah like and then you can like nobody's nobody's perfect mm. everybody has to be allowed to grow and if we keep seeing people that are saying like no like you still did this and the blame's still being put on them they're never going to forget but it's going to make it harder to grow when they feel like they're still stuck in the past so if we want people to really grow into you know newer areas we, we got to be patient i guess so mm. 
that's just how I look at it. I know some people have a lot of different views, but I'm just all for being cool with people, I guess, and explaining things the best possible way. Yeah, mm. 100%, dude. Straight up. There's so much wisdom, dude. You're like a like a fortune cookie in front of me right now, like just spitting out good knowledge, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're his Pikachu. <laughs> I'm, ner- I'm nervous. I like those. Those are some. I I don't really talk about that type of stuff. Yeah. Like I don't like to post about it too much because I understand people have different views, and I don't mm-hmm. I don't like to force views on people. But like I'll share like I'll share stuff still. Um, but I I always like to kind of just let people do their own thing, but educate when I can. Mm-hmm. I like to do it in person mainly because I yeah. like I said like that's really the best way to do it. Or just you know explaining things myself. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was yeah. well said, my boy. Hell yeah! All right, Mike, you got anything else to ask, man? Yeah, um, I I don't know. I guess I feel bad that I missed out like the first. Yeah, you're a real piece of shit. Bro. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? I know, guys, <laughs> fucking bullies. All right, all right. No, dude, just uh, more than anything, I'm just really uh thankful that we were still able to make it happen. You know, I know yeah. uh. I know you're super busy. We're super busy. Things are crazy, but uh, you know, like where there's a will, where, where there's a will, there's a way, and I'm happy. Yeah, we made it yeah, happen. Man. I'm really happy I got to be on. Like I, I've been wanting to do something related to some form of performing, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy I got to be here. So thank you guys. I appreciate oh, it. Thank you. Oh, dude. Thank yeah. you. I'm happy it finally came true. Yeah, no, dude. Thank you so much for sharing your Carlos Santana story. I, I think that's a pretty big deal, you know, how Yeah. <laughs> he gave you the juju, you know? Seriously. Yeah, I, I have some I have some more. Are we coming to like an end soon? No, dude. Keep going if you want. Okay. Dude, just you you want to hear one more story? Yes, please. You want to hear like yeah. my home? So I'm going to tell you, Spit do you guys know Jack Johnson? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. like my hero. So when I was about 13 years old, my only hobby was playing Xbox with my friends. And uh, I'll just kind of close out with the story, I guess. But uh, <laughs> my dad took me to go see Jack Johnson at UCSD. And I had grown up listening to Jack Johnson ever since I was probably a baby. I've had a lot of moments with his music that really, you know, come back to me now. Like I'll hear certain songs and I'll go back to when I was four or five years old, like swimming in the pool, listening to it or, uh, in the car riding around La Jolla with my dad just for fun or something. And yeah. um, we went to the show and I, I wasn't really interested in music at all. I hadn't started playing guitar or anything. I had no interest really. I had no knowledge of it. I just liked <laughs> how it sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the show and we watch it and we got, so we know like his, uh, his bass player, his name is Merlo, super cool. And he got us some like really cool friends and family tickets that you can't Ooh. get you can't get anywhere else. Like you can't yeah. buy them or anything. So he really hooked us up. He's the shit. And he got us like a cool little private area in the middle of the like the lawn where you watch like the show. And we got to watch the whole show from there. It was really amazing. And then after that, his main show, before he went on for an encore, we had gone backstage to his little friends and family area. There's snacks. There were like little you know, drink. So I grabbed like a water and a cookie. My dad was talking to some of his friends there. And um, <clears throat> I had walked over to where like the, uh, the photographers can shoot like for uh, like photos of the show. <sighs> Cause I was able to do that. 
with the backstage pass and I go and Jack finally goes up, just him and a guitar, no one else. And he starts playing. Do you remember? Um, which is off his in between dreams album. And I couldn't hear him sing when he started singing. Hmm. And the reason why it was because the crowd was singing so, so loud at all at the same time. And at that moment it hit me. It was wow. like all these people are feeling the same emotion, seeing the same thing, smiles on all their faces, and they're all so different, right? It was the one thing that brought all these people together. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was just music in my head. It was music is the only thing to do that. But nowadays, it's art. Any form of art, no matter what it is, can really just bring all these different types of people together, you know? no matter what it is, you go to a movie theater, it's probably sitting pe- with people that have different religion, religious beliefs than you or uh, different political beliefs or whatever it is, but it doesn't matter because everybody's the same when they're watching some sort of art form or experiencing it. Yeah. Um, and it kind of hit me like, that's what I want to do. Like, cause I, I didn't know I was, you know, I was 13 years old. I wasn't thinking about it. And I was like, that's, that's like, I want to make people happy like that. I want to just see a smile in a crowd. Hell yeah, man. So I take that with me and the show ends. It was amazing. Um, we go backstage to like Jack's locker room. It was like his uh, dressing room, but it was literally just like a locker room where they do like the, the games at the school. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a ton of people in there. I'm pretty sure his family was in there and stuff. And I was really young. So I was just like, hi. <laughs> I, I, I just shook his hand. Um, and then that was all I said. <laughs> I, I just said, hi, I'm Bubba. That was all I said to him. I didn't say anything else. And my dad was talking. He's like, I would love your music. He's like, I've been, I've seen you like multiple times. And he's like, oh yeah. I've, like my dad has met him in the past. Um, I think in Amsterdam, he met him first. He had a beer mm. with him, I believe. Nice. Uh, it's so, like he had known him. He's good friends with Merlo, Jack's bass player. So like, you know, we kind of know here and there. And I didn't say anything for the rest of the time. And my dad had gone off to talk to Merlo and a few of his other friends that were in the, the dresser dressing room. And Jack was just sitting or standing like on like leaning on a wall with like a cup of pretty sure it was just a cup of water and like a banana in his other hand. <laughs> and he was just drinking it, staring at the other wall in front of him. No one talking to him. He was just taking his time. I'm standing right next to him. And I'm thinking in my head, like, this is the guy. This is the guy you grew up with all his music. He's like brought you so much joy and memory in your life. Like say something. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember like shaking and like almost feeling like overwhelmed to a point where I felt like I was going to cry. Damn. And I was like, I, like, I can't do shit. I can't do anything. And I left that night. We went home. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do music. And the next day, I had this little Martin guitar in the corner of my room that had always just been sitting there collecting dust. And I picked it up, learned how to tune it. And then I learned, I tried to learn Banana Pancakes by Jack Johnson, but it was too hard at the time because I had mm. bar chords, which are tough for beginners. Mm-hmm. So I learned Brain Sue by Green Day. Mm. And I learned like the basics of like 90s punk rock and 90s alt rock music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cut to a few years later I'm playing with 
I'm starting to jam with Owen, who's my drummer, and um, I'm getting pretty good at guitar, I think. And it was Kaboo that showed up. You guys know Kaboo in Del Mar? It's a big, it's a music festival that happens in Del Mar. Okay. And Jack was headlining it. Oh, shit. Um, so we had got some really cool like tickets for it. Cypress Hill was performing too, so we got to see them. Hell yeah. Um, that was where I met Send Dog for the first time. And he talked to me about the blues and stuff, and he was really cool. And then uh, we had gotten to do this whole experience with there and all these VIP areas, and I was really blessed to have had it because it was amazing. Um, so then eventually the show starts, and we're in his backstage area, and we walk up to the like the on stage, like side stage area. And we start watching the whole show from there. A sea of people. Like I couldn't see the end of it. Just Damn. as far as me. I'd never seen anything like it. Because I've never been to like a, a festival until that time. And um I remember at the very end, it was the same type of shit that happened. At the very <laughs> end he went on for an encore after like taking a little break. And um he played with a band called Bahamas, who they did like a lot of like backing stuff, like orchestra, like cello and stuff. And they played his song better together, but the, like, it was like a sea of people singing it with him. Like the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Cause it was so much louder than the first time too. Cause <laughs> see, and it hurts your ears almost to hear it, but it's beautiful. And by the end, I was like, that took my breath away. And we go to his little friends and family area again. Um, which is like in the back of the actual stage and we're chilling. There's again, it's like the first time there's like drinks and little snacks and stuff. And um, we're talking to Merlo and he's like, Hey, uh, do you guys want to talk to Jack? And then I was like really nervous. Like, uh, uh, and then <laughs> my dad was like, yeah, sorry, Jack. <laughs> so I was like, well, if it's not too much, and he's like, no, he'll be good. He's like, if he doesn't talk to you now, other people will try to bother him. So I would talk to him now and I say, like, okay. So he brings Jack over and he's like, hi, like, thank you guys so much for coming. And I was like, no, dude, thank you. Like, like, cause this, I kind of, I grew the balls to really say something. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, and he goes, no, thank you. And I go, no, thank you. Like, I don't think you understand. <laughs> like you really changed my life. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, just be like, I feel like a normal kid and I didn't really have men, like much, uh, to me besides like video games and that was really it um and now i have like i'm playing guitar and i found a passion that i'm really in love with and something i really want to do with my life and he smiled and he's like i'm really happy i could do that for you and he gave me like i5 and then he's like well next time i'm like in town i want you to bring your guitar and we'll jam before the show and i was like really and he's like yeah and from there, he started talking about like the like a new record he was putting out, which is out now, and we just kind of talked to him for a bit. Uh, his kids threw a beach ball at my head on accident while they were playing in the back, which is cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was it was just a really cool time, and I I kind of kept that with me. He hasn't been back uh, to San Diego since because he just doesn't tour very often, and um, like. He's more of like a mellow guy. Like he does his thing and then he just goes and hangs out. He's more of a family guy, I think. Mm. So he kind of spent, he spends time with his family a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm still waiting on that day. 
So yeah, um, that's kind of how epic. I got started and what kind of drives me. Dude, that's that's, that's pretty so awesome. sick, dude. Yeah, Holy had, shit, I had no idea because I wanted to ask that. Like, dude, how did you even get into music? So yeah. that 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 said was that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a really long time ago. I'm re- I'm really blessed to have had that. You know what I mean? That like so many people and things really tied into that mm. like opportunity that I'm blessed to have had that and for it to have changed my life. And I'm really happy to be where I am and have the people around me that I do. So it's really cool. Yeah, man. Super blessed. Dude, it's going to, it's going to be sick when you blow up and we're like, yeah, we had that fool in the podcast. What's up? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like here it is. I have like, no. I yeah, like, you know, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I know. Thanks to him, now Mike is addicted to ASMR. <laughs> Dude, you got it, bro. ASMR, Bo Burnham, Tom Segura, uh, all the hitters. Huh? I'm glad we got to talk about other stuff as always music. I, I never really get to, so I'm really happy. Mm-hmm. I found like an outlet to kind of talk more about like. I don't want to say like talk more about myself, but you know what I mean. Like, give yeah. some more info. Did <laughs> I don't know? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm stoked that you opened up and, and that uh, I'm stoked to hear your story, you know? Like, in the end, I think that, that that's, like, the whole point of us having a podcast. You, like, yeah. really know people for who they are, you know? Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, us, like, you know, I've, I've obviously been, um, we've been around each other a little bit, but it's never, like, we actually sit down and just talk. It's always, like, oh, we're filming something, so it's, like, we're kind of, like, hey, what's up, how's it going, blah, blah, a little, like, small talk, but it's yeah. never, yeah, just a bunch of... Yeah. I, I completely get what you mean. Yeah, Bobo. Dude, yeah, no, thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us tonight. And uh, uh, I know it's super late and uh, super thankful that you you did. And uh, yeah, man, best of luck with everything, man. All right, uh, thank you so much. Is there anything else uh, you wanted to shout out or anything? Um, if you're listening to this, you know, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Bobo Being Cool. Um, most on Twitter, Bobo Is Cool. Kind of confusing. I would just do Instagram fire you. Twitter is kind of <laughs> shit show. I go on there every once in a while, talk wow. about the chicken nuggets and shit. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like hanging out on Twitter. I don't like Twitter. Too much, too, <laughs> too many opinions. <laughs> I, I don't dig it. So I, I kind of chill. I, I get to do it. I just got to go to get my opinion. And then, yeah. yeah, too many opinions up in here. Yeah. I'm out. What if people want to hear your music? Where do they go to? Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm dumb for not saying that first. No, uh, no, no. If you want to listen to my music, I'm on Apple Music, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, anywhere you can listen to anything. Just search up Bobo, B-O-B-B-O, in case you're wondering how to spell it. It's not Bobo. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I put out a lot of like pop stuff, a lot of some rock stuff here and there, kind of a little bit of everything. And the next stuff I'm kind of working on is going to be a little more raw and jazzy. So, Ooh, we'll look forward to that. Hell yeah, man. That's, <laughs> man. that's so tight. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Cool, man. Well, shit. Yeah, Bobo, thank you so much, man, for tonight. Of course. Thank yeah, you, dude. guys. I appreciate it. Say what's up to the family, to your dad, your brother, your sister, your mom. Yeah, dude. I will. They're all sleeping, but I'll wake them up. Damn. <laughs> Go wake them up. Be like, Mike, slab them. Yeah. Like Mike said. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go back to sleep. You're good. Yeah, go back to sleep. Listen to some ASMR, bro. You're you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, my boy. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again, dude. Boris, guys. Peace out. Peace.